Max, do you know what that is? Do you see that? Uh, that's a pepper. No. You're, uh, you are a masochist. This is, that's what it is. This is the hottest lollipop known to man. It is called the Toe of Satan. 100 more subs on YouTube, and I have to eat one of these live. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. It's going to be worse than the packy chip thing. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, I that, believe. I believe. And I have another one, so I'm trying to do something for charity. So anyway, you know what it is, dude? It's time to, uh, you know, drop that intro and get into this podcast. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 116 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And joining me to my somewhat immediate left or right, I've forgotten which direction we go in the virtual world, is uh, Max Mort of Team Associated and of other Finnish background. He's not a Finnish village idiot, but he definitely knows his stuff. What's up, Max? How are you? I'm doing good. I had a very good night's sleep. <laughs> I know. Uh, so Max is working nights, and he forgot to wake up. So we're kind of recording a bit late. But um, thank you for coming on, Max. We have a lot of great questions. People are enjoying yes. you being on the podcast. So uh, And Joseph is in Spain. You know? He, he's, he is? Yeah, he went oh, to Spain to test. And... Um, he even took his stuff, oh, but yeah, he's down there and he's like, I think I'm going to move her. I was like, oh, of course you are. Of course you are. Typical JQ. Yeah. He said that three years ago as well. Yeah. Gets three years ago. Well, it's warm and he gets to go to a track. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Max, before we go on any further, I just want to say thank you to uh, all of the people that listen to the podcast, the NNRC uh, squad around the world. Without you guys, none of this is possible. We hope... Uh, you uh, guys continue to enjoy our content and whatnot. We do have a really good podcast. Mark Santa Maria is the guest. He uh, very positive message he has to has to pass on, and I hope you guys listen to it and help do uh, help bring the bashers into RC. What he's trying to do. Uh, also, shout out to the patrons of the podcast. We greatly appreciate your support. You guys help the bills keep get paid around her and help us, you know, get new stuff. And hopefully, when things get better, we can start traveling with the money from the Patreon. So thank you to the patrons of the podcast. You guys got early release this week. And uh, if you wish to be a patron, the the link is in the written description of this podcast. So you can go check it out. And of course, we have a bunch of companies that support us. And it's so awesome to have these companies on board. And we actually have a new sponsor. I'm wearing the shirt right now. But first off, shout out to Mayako. We all now know Mayako is going to be a car brand, a chassis brand. Uh, Wally will be doing a live this week. Probably when this podcast is going to be released, we would have done it already. So to talk a little bit more about that. So thank you to Mayako, TNR Fuels, Chris Nelson, 
We had him on the podcast a few, I think, earlier this year. And alive, he decided to come on as a podcast, as an associate uh, pod, uh, sponsor too. So greatly appreciate his support. Sent me this T-shirt, some swag, some um, some some beer coolers, even though I ain't drinking no more. And even sent the, a, t- a shirt for my wife. So thank you to TNR Fuels. This is kind of quick, so we don't have an ad read or anything, but we will get set up with them. And hopefully you can get a discount code with them as well. So thank you to TNR Fuels. Shout out to Techno RC. Of course, long-time sponsor of the podcast, Beach RC. Remember, check out our affiliate program if you can. JQ Racing, shout out to all my JQ Racing family around the world. Sun City RC Raceway. You guys have the TNR race coming up soon, this month actually. Wally Builds, who will be on our later. Racecraft USA, Manscaped.com, RCMX Online, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, House of RC, who just released their app, RCGP, and yeah, I think that's it. And of course, don't forget to check out my little buddy right here. His uh his YouTube Max Mortimus. Well not Max Mortimus, but Max Mort on uh YouTube and he's got some really good videos. So Max, what's up, dude? Yeah. Um yeah, I've been I've been chilling. Uh I actually haven't released a YouTube video, uh I think in two weeks mm-hmm. uh but yeah i'm working i'm working on them still i sort of i sort of want to keep like it fresh so i don't feel like i'm doing it as just for sake of doing it i want to like actually think about stuff and study stuff and i've actually studied a few topics really in depth uh to explain them much better so i'm really i'm really happy about that uh can you give us a hint to what type of topics you're looking at for next for your next couple of videos uh so one thing uh i sort of uh, i think the next video i'm gonna release is gonna be about adding on weights that's mm-hmm. just um, i i'd say that's more of a rant rather than just a, a topic but it's still a good good stuff in it but then after that i'm gonna be focusing on anti-squat uh, tire loads uh and uh, sort of the weight distribution in the car more uh, so that okay. kind of stuff something i feel people never even have mentioned properly in any of this talk super science mode for you then super science mode. yeah yeah you like that type of stuff though um and you're really good at it and uh i could just imagine like some of the conversations you and joseph used to have back in the day about this type of stuff in finish yeah sound like some killex or something something <laughs> some type of foreign language. Like no yeah. that's what you guys sound like <laughs> <laughs> all right um cool man well thank you for coming back on man people really enjoy your input you was with us for our our lives that we did when we covered dnc thank you uh for that time we didn't bring you on for the dnc covered uh recap we had joseph on and dagani came on and he still can't keep still and uh i think maybe that podcast got us a little bit of heat because there were some topics on there that we talked about a lot um Hey, I I mean, but we answered questions and like, hey, I still think DNC was awesome, but you know, like anything, it could yeah. be better. And uh, actually, the Lone Star race is coming up this week, and I want to talk about that in a little bit. But um, we got a few things I want to talk about this week before we get into some questions. So I think we should just go get right into the Manscaped RC news. What do you think, Max? Yeah, let's go into it. Well, you know what? Before I do that, man, we got to talk about your manscaping skills here because we have to get you a kit, one of these lawnmower 3.0 kits. So you're going to have to go to www.manscaped.com, use the promo code NONAME in all caps, and you will save 20% off your order because 
Man, I don't know. 20? what 20%. Wow. And you get free shipping. Yes. Wow. And it comes with a kit. That too? Yes. You got to really get the, you get this little kit and it comes with the, the razor, which is waterproof and has a light. You can use it in the shower. You can wash it. I use it for all parts of my body personally, but uh, you know, I, it's mine. So I use it. And in fact, I'm probably going to buy one for my wife. It's specifically catered for a man's ball region right there. So he doesn't nick his nuts because that's a hard thing you don't want to do. So, you know, it's designed mm-hmm. not to nick your nuts. And that little kit also comes with a nice ball moisturizer, deodorant, and these awesome pair of underwear and a t-shirt that's really comfortable. So check them out cool. at, www.manscape.com max use promo code no name in all caps and guess what max cut through the jungle to find your manhood and you know what girls say it looks bigger when you cut all the hair on there that's i'm just saying that's what i've been told that's what they say all right all right max so something i know you're not really big into but i really have to talk about this because it's really good for rc so I don't know if Rowan's available here, but if he is, if he's listening, he probably isn't because Rowan the Barbarian is supposed to be producing this, but he probably fell asleep. I like him to bring up the <laughs> the final race from the King of the Streets race this past weekend held in Las Vegas, but he probably isn't listening. Uh, maybe you can message him on WhatsApp while I talk about this. So anyway, Max, we had this no prep RC drag race. Now they had 250 plus entries. Each person paid 100 uh, dollars to be to enter with the winner taking home eighteen thousand dollars now hold on this may not sound you this may sound easy right but this guy had to race i believe nine times in order to to win this money do you know how nerve-wracking that is? I mean I really wish I had the video up but I guess Roman must have fell asleep uh so anyway we get Clay Cleats is the guy who won this. And this came on, I guess they finished up the race around 12 o'clock. And I just saw the nervousness with these guys. But, man, this dude won $18,000 with RC cars. Like, can you imagine that? I think Rowan has yeah, it. That's All right, Rowan. Bring yeah, it up here, Rowan. I think oh, it's... Yeah, we have... All right, yeah, let's watch this. This is how quick this race was, Max. They're starting up, everybody. Uh, Clay is the pink car, and I think his name Jacob on the on the left. Do we have volume, Rowan, or no? Probably not. Probably forgot to hit the volume Probably. button. But that was see how. F- but you see how fast that was over, dude. You had to do yeah. nine of those races, I believe, the whole entire day. Yeah. Dude. That's the thing about drag race. It's just like you spend the whole day preparing the car, getting everything set up, and then it's just over in like a few seconds. Yeah, let's let's have another look. Maybe with un, the unbuffer in here, Rowan. Two point something seconds. This is over with, Max. Wow! And he went straight as an yeah. arrow. Crazy. Wow! Inter- so awesome! Congratulations to Clay Cleats. He's a North California race, I believe. Uh, Will, he's friends with Will Smith, too, so Will knows him. And guess what? Second takes home nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, I, in some sense, that's cool. But mm-hmm. in, like, I I personally don't agree with that uh, sort of system. I. But I that's mean, just yeah, how the rules are in real life in yeah, that type yeah, of racing. In, in real life, 
if everyone agrees to it, then yeah, yeah. then do it. But I, personally, I wouldn't. I would do it a different way. But yeah, it's right. it's still cool. Right, but Max, let me tell you the atmosphere at this race because I was supposed to be there. Right, I actually sponsored this race. I gave him a hundred yeah. bucks. And I was supposed to be there. And the atmosphere was just so awesome. You had, because this is also relatively new. There's so many people out there that are making parts. And, you know, you had people selling every, like different vendors. They're selling different stuff, wheelie bars, carbon fiber chassis, bodies, all this, anything to do with drag racing. They were selling it. Yeah. Uh, the vibe was really awesome. Like, and it kind of made me feel like, hey, we kind of have to get back to this as well in RC. Like we don't see it. We go to these races nowadays. Everything's hush hush, quiet quiet. No real promotion of what we do. No cars out for people to see. I mean, we used to kind of do it at JQ Racing because I mean, it was kind of gypsy because we kind of have to sell T-shirts and try and sell a couple of kits when we go to races because that's how we was paying actually, for actually for one fuel. Thing. Yeah, one thing you said there, which is we keep it hush hush. This is something I've sort of uh, came to realize is kind of like sucked in RC in later years because when I used to go to Euros the first time, like the top guys always had some new parts and people were like snooping around in the pitch. The Neo buggy was taking spy yes. shots and it was like, oh, Mugen has a wider pivot or whatever it was back then. But nowadays, like I saw so many brands have new parts at DNC. And no one said anything. Yeah. Like live RC, maybe a sneak and sneak peek uh, photo shoot and uh, like stuff. But no one like no one cares. I yeah. mean, that's we get, we have to bring back uh, like the care for improving our yeah. cars because it seems like no one cares about anything new in their cars. I it's would, weird. I would agree there. Um, I just wanted to shout out to also to Tyler Zavado and the RC Drag Talk crew, Tyler's wife and Coy, Coy Roberts, uh, and my buddy Sean Russin. These guys planned this race. This was also, I want to add, this took place alongside Speed Vegas, right, Max? So this is a place where you can go and rent exotic cars and do laps and all this type of stuff. So, I mean, it was a cool atmosphere and I believe even at one point my buddy said Fox News was trying to get in and get some video of it, and they didn't. So, <clears throat> probably not the best though. Well, not well I want to say kudos to those guys, like Tyler and his wife and Coy of RC Drag Talk, and my buddy Sean Russin. They kind of made this happen. And um, I want to say also, I believe Clay was driving a McLaren ESC. So if he was, but I might be wrong, but I think that. Uh, Belongs to my buddy Colin Branch. That's a big win for them as well. And wow, like the people that I thought was going to win this didn't. I want to say one thing. Rules. Rules, 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 Max. They had rules and they used them. There weren't too many, but they used them. So, for instance, this yeah. one guy, first round, comes up. You're not. If you bump your car, if you accelerate your car, even just, or even just lift the wheels up and brand it on a little bit on the line, it's considered red lighting. You're DQ'd. This guy placed his car, bumped his throttle by mistake, right? And the car, you know, broke the line, DQ'd. Didn't even get to do his race. Wow. But that's yeah. rules. That's, I mean, it's it's harsh, but you have to be like that. And also, one thing uh, uh, I, I think, especially on classes like this, like the technical rules need to be super strict. Because wait a year, wait a two people will start go crazy. Yes. And like, for example, if you look at the effort rules, there's no rules of body shells. Like if someone just wanted, they could make a car that looked like 
ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So like do something that the, like the federations now hasn't done for an RC because this class is very susceptible to like huge, like manipulation of the, like the stuff they're running, like oh, tires a, and bodies. Oh man, but everything. The, the companies and manufacturers have jumped on this. Like, wow. Like, like sharks, yeah. a drop of blood in the water. It's so much stuff going on, but you see, it's so new and it appeals to, yeah. it appeals to everybody. I mean, I'm all for getting any type of RC racing in front of people. Uh, so I was happy to see this. I, I, you know me, I want it to be off-road, but I also understand that it always can be that. But uh, anything yeah. that gets what we're doing in RC in front of people, I'm super happy for. So I'm happy for this. I can't wait for the next one. I'm actually going to build. Now I'm definitely building a no-name RC podcast drag car. So I'm looking. I don't know which chassis I'm going to do. You know what, Max? I have a feeling we're going to see the TLR-AE rivalry come out of this too. Because now TLR has yeah. just put their 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 car in the in the in the mix they have a rtr drag car <clears throat> ae has one too which is based off their short course but it's true uh it's it's there so i think we're gonna see this battle right here and i hope it transfers over to 10 scale and stuff which speaking of that um speaking of of that i just wanted to say something i know you're an associated guy and i know you can't say much but i definitely think that the associated tlr beef between fend and rifkin is real because if you checked it this week they both went live at the same time fend live on facebook rifkin live on youtube those guys are not liking each other and they want to beat each other at all costs i'm telling you <laughs> yeah i don't I, I i don't know i haven't i don't think i even talked to spencer once since i joined i've talked to a lot of the american like the engineers and stuff but i don't know i haven't talked to spencer yet if we went like abroad then yeah obviously but Max, i don't really know anything about that you know I'm if coming. one guy goes live and that's your rival and you're going live at the same time but you're going on a different platform you say oh it was on youtube you know what uh, that means first time first time is coincidence second time second time is what tells it i love it keep it up boys keep it up let's get i think the rivalry is going to heat up here in the drag racing world and yeah. i think it's going to carry over oh. to the off-road world and i hope so not like not like people when i say rivalry, we need this friendly rivalry i agree so yeah. once again congratulations to you guys uh tyler his wife coy sean everybody that took part uh, of this shout out to Colin and Ahmad man he did a great job of covering it and thank you for bringing it and I can't wait to be there for this event next year all right Max moving on uh, uh Rowan if you can bring up the Ignite Design RC TLR 22 4.0 conversion so Chad Parks is single-handedly uh regrowing the gas truck uh class in America this but not really, but this is a niche class and he's offering these awesome conversions for um, Ignite, uh, Ignite, uh, Ignite RC Design. Sorry, Ignite Design RC. It's such a hard word to say for me. He's actually been on the podcast. So uh, we, we had him on to talk about this a, a, few, um, a few videos ago, a few videos ago, a few weeks ago, actually. So yeah, let's bring that up. Let's see if I can bring this up. And uh, we can look at it. Max, her super innovative kit, man. Is it not working? Yeah. Is it? Is it, is it I, I, I would imagine it would be pretty much the same as Associated, just yes. uh, fixing the holes. 
uh, front of me. Yeah. That, that's, that's the great thing about conversion kits. You don't really need to change anything but the chassis and the motor mount. That's all you need to really do. I'm looking for some like pictures if you have here. Of a conversion it. Kit, if you like have the conversion kit ready, then you just do a new chassis, a new motor mount, and then you can just put it on a new car. Yeah, but I just think, uh, I think he's offering proper kits for him now. You know what I mean? Sorry, I thought I had the pictures oh, of her. like a TLR kit? No, oh, no, what, these, what are, mean by these are, um, they're obviously, they're conversion. So you, have, you need a 22, 22.24, 4, 4.0 yeah. conversion kit. But I mean, the quality of these, these conversion kits is just impeccable. There we go. Thank you, Rowan. There we go. Um, yeah. I believe that's the TLR one. See, we need it Rowan in there. Rowan, I'm going to have to crack the whip on you. Uh, awesome, awesome work. The guys down in Australia, uh, Zach and, and Ben Panic and those guys have some, and they love them. And, and um, they, they just said they have an issue with the idler gears, but that's a gas truck issue, you know, so much power. So they're trying to figure that out, yeah. get some steel ones in there. But I think these bring gas truck feel to a modern platform. And I think we're going to see more of more of this class coming up. I, I know you don't want more classes, but I definitely have no issue of seeing a class of 10 scale trucks. And I think more people should get into it and, and build one. I need to get me one of these conversions and build one myself. I love my gas trucks. I know this is past your time, Max, and you never got to drive one, but... Yeah, but I mean, uh, again, I've said it so many times in the podcast. I don't care if you have hundreds of classes, but I care if you have five professional classes. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to have one or two, like off-road, talking off-road. Yes. I mean, I, I would like you to have maybe one. Uh, three is the very, very top off-road nitro classes. Right. I agree. Well, I mean, this will yeah. never be to that height. It's just going to be a niche class that people do, like yeah. people like me who enjoy it. Uh, maybe we might yeah. get, I would love to see like uh, Cavalry, Mayfield, and Tebow go at it, and Drake, like grab one of these and go at it like they used to for exhibition race. I think it would be awesome. So, you know, hit up Chad Parks at Ignite Design RC. Tell him Lefty sent you. He sent me, I like Chad. He sent me like the release photo early, so I let it let it loose uh, before DNC. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I maybe we go associated or TLR on that one. I don't know. We'll see how it works. And um, a couple of more things before we come up. We have a big race coming up this week, Max. Lone Star Race. It's one of Joey's races. They go down to Thornhill, but put in a track. And yeah, man, I will tell you, Wiggins and Jones were there practicing this past weekend. I think these and and Jones is in Texas still. And Wiggins, they went up to Indy RC. These dudes, these two dudes are getting at it, man. They want, they're hungry. Yeah. They're hungry. I like to see this. Yeah, I saw, I saw Wiggins was actually, I think, almost faster than Tebow when they had that Thornhill race before DNC. Mm -hmm. I think we covered it yes. when I was, I was on the podcast. But, so Wiggins could actually be really fast on this track. Yes, um, and Jones, but I mean, just that they're down there practicing one week and one week after DNC, they're down there practicing again. That tells that, yeah. that tells me all I need to know about these two guys right here. Where do, where do these guys even live? Uh, they're they like, both from the Midwest, so they can't really race where they are because it's you know. Is it, isn't isn't this track in like Texas? Yes. So it's like it's like a long drive away. Yeah, they're just staying in Texas for the time that they're down there. Okay. 
But this race is going to be big. Um, I'm interested to see the layout. And <clears throat> it's going to be pretty good, interesting to watch. We'll be watching. And who else goes on? I'm sure, I don't know if Tebow's going on there, but let's see what other big names go on there. And let's see how Wiggins, imagine, and, like, Wiggins and Jones do. I would imagine, like, Mayfield and Tebow going. No, I oh, think... Oh, sorry. Mayfield uh, Tebow is definitely going. No trouble about that, yeah, I don't think we'll get that. I think there might be a the Cactus Classic on this weekend too. I think, ten scale. Oh, okay. So they oh, might yeah. be there. Um, but but it will get these these fast guys, these class of fast Wiggins. Maybe we got a Vendale in there, um, Tebow stuff like that. So good stuff. Be interesting to see how that race uh, filters out. And uh, two more things. TNR race is coming up here uh, to SCRC. March 26th to 28th, $3,000 in cash prizes. So one of our sponsors is going to another sponsor's track, and they're going to put on their race, and should be good. Uh, they did a good job here recently. Um, they gave away a lot of stuff. I don't think they're giving away as much, but it's good for SCRC. I'm looking forward to see what Anthony Westergaard comes up with track-wise. And boom, check them out. If you're in the El Paso area, go check them out and win yourself some money if you can. There we go. There we go. Yeah, Anthony's gotten really freaking good at track design. Like the first tracks he did were just like he had some cool features, but like the overall flow of the track, uh, I could I could say okay that part doesn't look good. The recent tracks he's built like this year, mm-hmm. every single track looks cool as hell. Like there's like nothing I could say oh that part looks uh, dumb or anything. But yeah, these tracks he's been building recently are really really good. I would I would dare to say that Anthony is the number one track builder in the world at the moment. Period. Yeah, because I think I think Joey is really good because he has a good he knows how to make a track that flows. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the track at DNC, like the first glance you're like, okay, that's Thunder Alley layout. Then you see actually cars go around. Like the flow of the track is amazingly good. Like mm-hmm. even when I was at DNC, when we were doing the track well, I was like, Oh, this part looks kinda weird. And then when you drive on it, Joey somehow just has like he's built so many tracks that he knows how to make it flow. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony is like now getting the gist of it how to make it how to make a track flow. And he what, what the thing that he has that's I think better than Joey is that he actually does something new because Joey's been doing so for uh, for so long. So it's really hard to like come up with new features and mm-hmm. stuff. So Anthony has like really cool ideas, and especially because he is super pumped about Supercross. He has like those uh, dragons back sections and those, which actually work really freaking well. So, yes. yeah, kudos. It's interesting to see uh, track design being pushed too, you know? And yeah, it's something that's yeah, always wish, evolving in RC as the yeah, cars get better too. Yeah, I, I, that's like, I think, being the biggest downside in Europe because, well, in one sense, it's a downside, and in one sense, it's an upside because we rarely build a rebuild track so mm-hmm. pretty much if you build a track it, it will stay the same for how long the track is alive and then they will do slight changes so for example montpellier it's been the same i i don't know since they had the race the track layout hasn't changed they changed a few jumps here and there they changed the surface here and there or whatever but the general layout of the track has always been the same so i think in one sense it's really cool but in the other sense, if like you build a track in 2005 and it's still the same in 2020, uh, it's not going to have any cool new innovation on it. It just, it'll just be like this historic track, yeah. which has its own value on its own. But I think, 
that's why and also asians do this quite a lot because they build a new track every year and they actually try to do something crazy and a lot of the times they work for example in philippines pretty much all those tracks are pretty cool uh, which i went to and a lot of the asian tracks uh, like in thailand used to be super crazy but li- like around there and the culture from there seems to be like they're building tracks that actually have a good flow and work really well like which is the most important like the cinetic track yeah. was so crazy. Yeah. We haven't seen anything like that since. Yeah. yeah, but it flowed really well because the Thailand, like the 2010 Worlds, that track, track, track just it was only crazy. It didn't seem to have a good flow. And what I've heard, no one really liked the track that much. Mm-hmm. Cool. I agree, man. Track innovation is coming. And as the cars get better, we're able yeah. to do more stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, so my last shout-out, I want to shout-out to another great club track. You know, he's a co-hoster of the Pine Hills Dirt Racing track in, in Australia, Zach Ryan's track. They had a race there this past weekend, and he actually did some, a walkabout. Man, I have to say, what an impressive, impressive, impressive facility they have there. And what they're doing some great strides with their club. If anybody wants to check them out, go to Pine Hills, uh, Pine Hills Dirt Raceway or RC on Facebook, check them out. They have pamphlets. They have everything. Talk to those guys about how to run a club track because they're doing a great job. So shout out to them. And shout out to Lil Jack. I think he did well there. Jack Parsi, JQ Driver. And um, hey, you know what, Max? Anything else to add before we uh, move on to the BTRC Bench Racing Q&A? Uh, uh, did you guys talk about the X-ray release? No, we didn't. We oh, that's right. You did want to talk about that. Yeah, so I remember when they released their buggy, it was I think it was the same weekend as DNC, they released a new buggy, and uh, people obviously went crazy about the body because that's just a straight copy. Uh, and But then I saw some people post about like the e-buggy battery layout. They were like, oh, it's copying Kyosho, which is like just not true at all, because Kyosho has uh, like completely different layout. And especially because that layout was all already implemented in the server in 2011. So you mean if the batteries uh, to the I side? It, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think I think this might be a bit of a rant, but I'm I'm gonna just uh, go with it right now. Okay. So copying and influence and doing something that actually works are three different things. So influence means that you're just seeing something that's cool. And you see, hey, I could take that part of it and then make something completely new. So, for example, like body design, you have the top fin or you have the slanted sides. That's influence. Then copying is what X-ray did with the body. There's no significant difference. If you see these bodies side by side, you can't distinguish them between each other. That's just copying. And then, like, for example, S-Works way they did with the body, that's, I'd say, heavy influence, which means that it's pretty similar, but at least they changed something. Mm-hmm. Then what comes to like taking something that works, uh, something like, for example, I'm not hundred percent sure uh, which one of the brands uh, came up with this first, but, uh, the anti-roll bar, uh, um, anti-roll bar attachment. So Techno and, uh, and Serpent has the anti-roll bar attached uh, with like bearings. So yes, they have yes, a yes. sort of a bushing that goes into the bearings and it's super free. And that's like, yeah, no brainer. Uh, touring cars already had this way, way back. And this is like, you should like copy it, mm-hmm. but it's not copying because that's just taking something that works. Yes. If you take this part of the car, if you don't do this, you're an idiot. If you make a new gearbox and don't do this, 
you're an idiot. And if you do this, you're not a copier. You're just taking something that works. Right. I agree. And then uh, I'll, I'll see if I have some other examples, but like, uh, let's say about, uh, the hub, the rear hub that uh, Shell made in way, way back. Now every brand has the rear hub uh, for two, two wheel drive 10 scale, the hub where you can tune the link with the, the shims. Like if you don't do a hub like that, you're an idiot too. So like you need to distinguish between good ideas that actually like make good sense and then ideas that are just copying for the sake of it. So for example, uh, I don't know which brand came up. I think it might have been actually Schumacher came up with the ball differential because at, at that time there wasn't any capabilities to make a, a gear differential for a two-wheel drive car. So they came up with the ball differential. Now imagine every single brand was like, well, if we do this, we are copying them. And that, that ball differential is just so much more superior on yes. dirt. So if you don't do it, you're an idiot. And the, there needs to be an understanding and distinguishing between copying and taking something that is working. You can see this like in every car sport, anything in the world you do. Copying is something that you take something that you don't understand why it works or you just take something for the sake of it, just taking it. And influence and uh, actually taking something that works is a completely different thing. And you can say, hey, Serpent came up with this idea and X-Ray just made something similar to it. That's 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 still not copying even though the part looks exactly the same. Right, if it but works, if you why re reinvent the wheel? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Why would you reinvent the wheel? Like if every brand releases a car that has a turnbuckles, you're not gonna say, right. well, they copied the turnbuckles from eighties, eighty eighties or something. Like, come on. And they're like, use your brain in this. And I, oh, the craziest <laughs> part about this I've seen is like, well, I can say this because I run Associated. When Associated released their four-wheel drive buggy, mm -hmm. uh, I saw a lot of. Well, actually, after when TLR released their four-wheel drive buggy and Associated had released theirs before, I saw so many comments on Facebook saying TLR copied AE, and then a lot of a lot of people said, "Well, they all just copied X-Ray," which all of this is not true because the original layout of the car was made by Yokomo in 2013. <laughs> Come on, if uh, this is this is like people don't know anything about the history of RC, and then they just say like the last car that was released looked similar to this, so then the last car must have came up with this idea. So I guess what you're trying to say is that the X-ray didn't copy; they're just using good ideas and adding their own things to it. Not full, not well, a full copy. Okay. Yeah, they they copied the body because copied it, it is its own entity. Okay. And like, and if you copy like. Uh, well, the WRC car that was released, uh, if you look at it, it's just a Mugen with new stickers on it. I mean, yeah, there's some parts that look different, but the general idea of the car is just a Mugen. Mm -hmm. And same was what the, what happened with the AE when they came up with the B3. Now, obviously, they take in a, a new direction, which is good, and they don't copy anymore, as TJ said. They have a new designer and all that. Okay. So, yeah, it's... That was a pretty good rant. Yeah, there is copying, but there's a very strict distinction between copying and taking influence and taking something that actually works. And you know what they say? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, good rant there, Max. Good rant. You know what, though? We have a lot of good questions. Not a lot, but we have quite a few good questions to answer in the Beach RC. 
bench racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Yes, thank you, BeachRC, for your continued support. People, remember, uh, BeachRC is a brick-and-mortar hobby shop. They've been a big supporter of the podcast. There is an affiliate link in this podcast in the written description. If you guys can use that, I'd greatly appreciate it. And show them some love. And, Max, you know what's really cool is that that's, like, footage from RCGP that BeachRC had that we was able to make that video for them. And thank you to Jacob Peterson, who's been doing all these awesome jobs on the videos. So... Hit him up if you guys want some stuff done, for uh, some work done. So, But don't tie him up too much because I need him to do some more work. All right, Max. So we have a few questions. Uh, we have one, our first audio question that we're going to do. But first off, I want to start off. Um, I think this person wants to rename Anonymous, but he has a question for the podcast. He wants to know, and he is an e-buggy fanatic, so he knows who I am talking about. And he goes, I have a question. How come with electric entries cost the same, but yet the mains are one third or one sixth the runtime as nitro? So I guess what I'm just trying to say is basically we pay the same as nitro cars, but don't get as much runtime. And he has a legitimate well, gripe, though. Yeah. Well, here's the solution. Don't say don't run. Come e to Europe. No, come to Europe and see how we do our races. Three mains. That's it. Um. That's it. I definitely actually think- infinite. Races, e-buggies sometimes have more runtime. If you run e-buggy, most likely, if you don't make the main in Nitro, you're going to have more not runtime in e-buggy. Mm, okay. Uh, and that's just how we accept it. That's like, this is this is like what we're trying to explain to these people in America, me and Joseph. And that's why people hate us because like, we say it's like, come on, for us, this is normal. Like all these, like most of these questions about, about, about like runtime and uh, race format, it's sold everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. These guys are, the Americans are the only ones with these issues because of the uh, issue of like, they need the money and yeah. they need the money uh, in the shortest amount of time so they can have more classes in 24 hours. Yeah. Um, I would. I so don't think they would be the able only. to, well, let's concern, I know he just recently came from DNC. Um, I think maybe, yeah. I definitely think that all A-main should be double A-mains, electric A-mains at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to At see that. Double, yeah. And I don't know, man. Um, I guess that's why they have so many e Like you have e-buggy, you have e-truggy. I don't know. You actually have e-buggy, e-truggy, 40 plus, all that stuff. But uh, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't think you can give everybody two mains because then it just makes the day extremely long. But uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. Or maybe they charge less. Maybe you pay $75 instead of 90 if you only run electric. The thing is, Neo Buggy entry cost, I think, 200 uh, pounds. And what you got out of it was you get to run two classes and you get to run those all day. Wasn't, okay, so E Buggy was included in that? I don't think everybody was able to run yeah, E Buggy. Yeah, E Buggy Nitro, it cost 200, I think, 220 pounds was for both classes. And you, you could run, I think we had uh, four practice runs uh, per class. 
for the first day, then three quali runs uh, for both, and second day, then two quali runs and lower mains for uh, the last day, and then the upper mains in the final day. Okay. And uh, buggy had like a bump up system, uh, so you had ten minute uh, bump ups, uh, A and B, and nitro like just regular uh, Christmas tree uh, system. Okay. So you pay more. But you also get more. And I would say I would value a lot more running my buggy six times than running my buggy two times, my e-buggy two times, and my truggy two times. I get And especially that, the thing is, if you go to PMB and you run three classes, you're going to have to pay $270. Right. And you get less, way less track time. Okay, PNB has the open practice, but like, let's just take another example where they don't have the open practice. Mm-hmm. DNC have DNC no. has two practice runs per. That's class. why you have to run two classes or more. Three so classes. in the end, it's actually cheaper. Like considering the track time, it's actually cheaper. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll move on to a couple more questions. Benjamin James, if an eight scale worlds happens this year, who's the favorite? Mm, this is a really tough question because we haven't seen uh, Ongaro. Ronafalk is now doing winter, so I don't think he has even run eight scale in like a long, long time. So, Robert just got I'm, back racing. It looked like, yeah, but I'm kind of hesitant to say this, but I think he's sort of out of like the top top form. He's still a great driver, mm-hmm. and if he has a good day, he could win a worlds. But he's since I would say. Since 2017, I haven't seen like I haven't seen like the rubber that used to be. Mm-hmm. Like 2017 Euros, the way he drove the qualifiers, I, I was marshalling uh, for his hit, and every run he was like so much faster than anyone else. He could crash and still TQ, and he like he would crash almost every lap like slightly, like uh, have a roll or something, mm-hmm. and he would still be doing fastest laps. Okay, it was amazing. Like, that type of rubber I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. So. I would I would just count him out to start out with. So I would say Europeans, it would have to be Rana Falcol Ongaro. Okay. Canas, if the Euros was in Europe, Canas can win. But this is, uh, this but is about I, the Worlds. I, oh, sorry, the Worlds. If the Worlds were in Europe, then Canas has a chance to win. But mm-hmm. apart from that, I would just also count Canas out. Uh, from Americans, it's sort of really hard to say. Mayfield, man. Because... I- Mayfield, Mayfield is- and Tessman will always be there. Like no matter. Like if you look at, I, I, I think I made a post about this uh, on someone when someone said Kyle McBride was bad. Uh, I just went through the last ten worlds, and uh, Tessman had made the podium in I think the last five worlds in the last ten years. Sorry. So last five worlds, Tessman is the only one who made the podium, and I think almost everyone. Mm-hmm. Then Mayfield made the top five, I think three out of the five. Cavalieri made the top five, I think three out of five. And actually, uh, McBride made the top four like two or three times. So yep. uh, I'm, I'm missing someone. I think Tebow was up there as well. But pretty much there's those few guys that sort of sleep around and then they wake up when it's world's time. So Mayfield and Tessman will be in the top five if they just finish. Uh Ongaro and Ronfall will be in the top five if they just finish. And then, I mean, someone like Fenn could win it, mm-hmm. but that's just like, it's uh, that's you like a... You have to pick one, pick. Max. You can only pick one. You can only pick one. 
You you've gone yeah. through everybody. So, okay, if I had to, if I had to pick one, I would go for Rona Folk. Okay. Um. You know what? Usually I would be like the Viking every time. Uh, the only reason I'm not choosing the Viking right now, right now, is because he's not been racing eight scale. And Mayfield okay, if has. It's, if it's right now, you mean like next week? Yeah. If it's right now, I'm taking okay. Mayfield right now. Well, if it's right now, right now, like next week, and we have the worlds, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mayfield because. Then, like, or the if other, we have the worlds, races. how about if we have the worlds in the normal time October, and then Ronafal gets the race off for it? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking Ronafal. I've changed my, I'll change yeah, it. Yeah. I'm taking Ronafal. Yeah. If we have a worlds this year, Mayfield loses a lot of his edge when he's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and he's most comfortable in America. And you can see, like, even a PMB, he's not always as comfortable as he is in like West Coast. You can see, like, he's won DNC so many times now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear that that's. That's nicely. That's like his uh, forte. So, and you know what? Yeah, people forget Mayfield hasn't made a nationals main in three years now. So just just run that little oh, wow. tidbit out there. Uh, so yeah, I would take Ronald Falk and then Mayfield from America. I I would have to take those two. Charlie Mack, yeah. Keenan, you should have the show dedicated to RC mobile apps. I actually have a tutorial tutorial on the new app from House of RC. I need to get with the so dialed RC guy in RC Garage. And do a show with them. I agree. Kyle Neary, when Cav saw him with TLR, do you think Fen felt like he was still he was number one? Was still number one on the team, or do you think Cav felt he was number one? Being a racer, as being racers, these guys have to rank themselves within the team. I feel Fen is faster, but Cav has won more of the last major races, such as Wicked Weekend and AMS. Also, Max needs to be a staple on the show. He sounds like JQ when he actually wants to be on the wow. podcast. So there you go. He likes you on there. Um, I think at TLR, Fend is always going to be number one. And you have to go in knowing that. And he's just been there longer and he's their golden child. And he's so fast. But I think what what Cav brings is he is, has not... Not only does he have more wins than Fen now, but he has just more wins than Fen has. Period. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's a hard but question to ask. And these guys are saying think, there's I no ranking. Have, yeah, there's two ways to answer this question. First way is the easy way, which is at the end of the month, whose bank account gets a, a bigger check? <laughs> and it's that's even that's not even a question. It's pretty clear which one it is. But then. On track, though, uh, I think Fend, Fend is smart enough to know that you just can't learn a car in a few months. And especially now after DNC, he he has a clear edge on him. So me, like, if you I would a, compare Fend has myself, a clear edge on Cav. Yeah, like, okay. it's, it, like if, if I was at the position of Fend, I would not even care because it's clear that I'm faster. Mm-hmm. The issues come when Cav starts to be as fast. Like right now, it's not even a question uh, who's on better on track and who's the number one on track. It's Fen, and it'll be probably for the next year. But then, if Cav gets comfortable with the car and gets even close to Fen, then that check at the end of the month starts to uh, be a whole lot more um, important. Yeah, I I I think people don't understand how Cav operates. It, it took him a year and a bit to get used to that S works, and he. He had help, but not as much as he does at TLR. 
I think he's he. Yeah. If you want to rate him right now, he's the number one driver because he beat Fend at DNC. You know what I mean? He didn't beat him in truggy yeah. and e buggy, but he beat him in nitro buggy. So yeah, but I mean, Cav will get it. Don't count. Cav will get it, and yeah. um, what where Cav is better than than Fend is is racecraft. You know, and and Cav knows yeah. how to win races. So once he gets this card on and his whole package on, I think he's going to be just like... People were not even really getting him. Like, he won AMS and Wicked Weekend. Like, that's... I mean, Wicked Weekend didn't have yeah. as many people, was, but AMS was stacked. I, I think the way... The, the point he left Asperger's was the worst because just as he got comfortable with the car, he left for a new car. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, you could see with Testman, you could see it with anyone that switched cars, even Ron Falk at the start when he switched to HP, the first year, no matter how good you are, will always be not your optimum level. I and, remember uh, when Cole some, switched to HB. It took him a year yeah, to get and, fast. and it's like some guys, some guys have this honeymoon period where they just go to a race where the car works really well, the new car, and they just might win their first race or whatever. And after that, when they go to other tracks, they realize, oh shit, something's not working out on this track. And they don't know the car. It doesn't matter who you are. You're gonna struggle in the first year. You might win one race, but you're not gonna win plenty of races. And uh, especially now, I think for Fend is he's faster. So when Cav is as fast as Fend, Cav will beat him most of the times, just because he's much better at like the mains. Mm -hmm. Like Fend is someone who is uh, faster in the main, but he just crashes every other lap. Cavalieri is usually not even that fast in the main compared to qualifying, but he just doesn't crash. And if he does, he crashes the point where it doesn't really matter. And he knows when to pick his spots. And if he gets into the lead, it's just done. Cav yeah. got it. I agree. Racecraft, man. Racecraft. Okay. Yeah. Um, Evan Osborne actually has a couple questions. This is first one is about Pillow Ball versus Seahawk. And we actually have another... Seahawk question, a pillow ball question, sorry, but let's let's ask this one. Evan Osmond, in his comparisons of pillow ball versus Seahawk cars, JQ focuses on scrub radius but does not mention the ability to adjust dynamic caster with the balls compared to the fixed caster on the Seahawk. I would think this would be a tuning advantage for pillow ball car, car, cars. What are your thoughts? That's completely over my head. There you go, Max. All right, so... <laughs> Yes, the answer is yes, there is an advantage, but the other answer is in a lot of scenarios, this is a disadvantage because most RC, most people who set up their RC cars don't even really fathom what caster means, like what the caster actually does to the car. Most designers, most racers don't have a no clue. So then when you add active caster onto that equation, it just throws them off completely. So that's uh, one of the issues. Uh, but considering we knew how to set up their car, everyone, every brand knew how to set up their car. Uh, we had actual engineers here. Yes, active caster is uh, something that you would definitely want to have uh, for plenty of reasons. But for one is just to have active caster and it has benefits on uh, different surfaces. Uh, then what comes to... Uh, like this, this is like the only advantage of a pillow ball car compared to C hub. And, uh, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna explain how it works because it would just take too much time. And I'm, I'm not, I haven't never tried it, so I couldn't tell you, but pretty much 
you could have active cash there and it could work on you, but most of the times uh, it's really hard to know unless you calculate the tire angle, calculate everything to actually know what you want. So it's a setup option that you could definitely play around. But the reason why he is so for C-Hub is because this is the only thing Pillowball has going for him. And this is like this is still not a very consistent good setup option. But considering C hub, you could tune the upper link length, you could tune the lower link length, you could tune the height of the uh, axle. So there's already three things that are really simple, uh, really easy to tune, and uh, you really can get quite a lot out of these. So this is why C hub as I see it, is superior if you do it right. If you do it wrong, then obviously it's not. Pillow ball has their edge. But if you do it right, C-Hub can be much superior because it has more easy tuning options. Active caster is a good thing about pillow balls, but uh, I it definitely doesn't uh, overrule those good things about the C-Hub design. But yeah, so yeah it's, it's a good point. He didn't talk about it, but... Uh, I haven't tried it. I want to try it when I get back uh, back to the track. But this is something that really, it's really hard to tune. It's one of those things. Okay. Good question, Evan. He has another question. <clears throat> With the recent discussions about associations and how they don't effectively promote the hobby, it made me wonder what happened between Mylin Carlson and Efra. I know it had something to do with her going to really race, but I never really understood what rules she broke or heard the full story. Do you guys know the details? Edit. Apparently, it wasn't Afra who banned her. It was the Norwegian Motorsports Federation. Okay, so are we putting a disclaimer on before we answer this question? Uh, yeah, so the disclaimer is uh, there has never been a full confirmation about the events that happened. So whatever we discuss here is not going to be like facts, but this is sort of like what has been going around and what people know. So uh, let me just start off by saying the Norwegian uh, Motorsport Federation has a rule that if you're under 16, you can't get a license. Okay. Uh, and Ma Malin was under 16 the whole time. So she ran under the Slovakian license uh, in the Euros. And Kobovic ran under the Polish license uh, in the Euros. Just to people to know, Kobovic uh, also suffered similar uh, problems from the Norwegian uh Yeah, they're both the same age. Yes. Yeah, and they both ran the same time. Uh, so this is just a rule they have. They have really strict rules on sports. For example, uh, junior uh, soccer, the parents can, can't come to the field 500 meters from the field. Really? Because there were so many, yeah, there's so many competitive parents right. that they just like banned it all together. So they just have the coach there and the kids and then the audience. Soccer moms, dude. Soccer moms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's soccer dads in Europe. Okay. But yeah. So, but yeah, the, the Norway for some reason has really strict regulations around this. So, however, uh, I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure, uh, they both tried to apply for a license from Norway before they were 16, uh, because they, I think they were giving out some, uh, but I'm not hundred percent sure about this, but pretty much they, I don't think there was any reason they couldn't just go to with the Slovakian license and, uh, what actually I think happened, this is hearsay, not true, but it could be true. What I think what happened was uh, Malin's dad got into an argument with the Norwegian Federation and uh, they sort of like uh, burned all those bridges. 
So even if they turned if she turned 16, she probably still couldn't have gotten the license. Mm. And uh, I think that was sort of their excuse to stop racing because I think it was pretty visible. She wanted to try other things. Mm-hmm. She they already tried karting. Uh, which is still a motorsport, so that's not a good explanation. They couldn't get sponsors. Uh, that whole situation they, was just so weird. Yeah, so like if she went to something that was not motorsports, I would understand it. But they went to karting, which is still motorsports. It doesn't change anything, and they couldn't get sponsors out of it, so they just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think what happened was she wasn't so interested in it. Uh, he got into an argument with the Norwegian Federation. And they just uh, quit altogether. I think that's a real reason. However, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But this is sort of what everyone here thinks about it. Because Kabovic is, I mean, I think he's still racing. Mm -hmm. And he's had his license and everything was fine with him. So, yeah. It's unfortunate because she was so talented. And um, we see this a lot, the fathers that uh, get too passionate about their children. And sometimes fathers can ruin careers, you know. And... I'm not saying this happened with her dad, but I kind of heard the same things. Like I heard that they, they weren't banned and all this type of stuff. And I, who knows, but it's just, she was really skilled. Unfortunately, we ain't going to, I think she was probably the one female that I think we could have been a, a world champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was good. But the thing is like, she was so young. So I remember one race we were at, uh, like, I think me and Joanna was like standing there and Molly was driving like the heat before us and uh, her dad said something to her and she was like, are we going to drive the fast car next? Which means four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So she like had no clue. Jesus drove, which is like a lot of kids right, do it. Like right, a lot of right. young kids don't really have any idea what they're doing. They're just driving a car. So yeah. Unfortunate, 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 unfortunate. Um, one second here. Um, all right, so we have a couple more questions here. Someone just tried to call me, so I can't really take phone calls right now. Shelby Parker, what's up, Shelby? I think my speakers are coming back through. Yeah, there we go. He goes, are you and Max just working together, or has he come to Mayako now? Uh, he just said he had to ask. Yeah, we're just doing a podcast. I'm. <laughs> you can see it from here. It's, oh, wait, other way. Associated. So yeah, not 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 working for Mayako, and yeah, I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it, and yeah. you have yeah, and I don't know what's going on, but I'm coming back. We gotta get you some headphones, man. We're gonna send you something to get some decent headphones there. All right, couple more questions. Uh, one is about the current truggy rules that require the truggy body to cover the front tower and shocks. I assume he's talking about the new techno body. I bought this up too. Uh, how they don't have a cover over the front shocks and all that stuff. Yeah, I have seen that in the rules that you have to have yeah. a truck-looking body the that BR has headlights and stuff. So I don't know. So the the raw rule books just said it has to look like a truggy. That's it. The BRCA made new rules about it, and uh, the rule is they have to cover the front shocks, and that's just yeah. Techno body is illegal. Done. I don't Dust understand it. it myself. All right. Well, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> make good rules and you get used to rules pretty so. much we need rules we need rules all right uh i think that's all the questions we have for the beach rc bench racing q a thank you to everybody that sent us in some questions 
Uh, we are greatly appreciated. Thank you to Max for answering them. Uh, Max, I had to kind of mute your mic because I'm getting feedback coming back through you through there. But we're going to go on to the. Oh, and don't forget. Remember, the affiliate link is in the written description of this podcast. If you, you can. Have the audio question, though. Oh, you know what? I forgot everything. Somebody phone calls me and then I forget everything. Good thing you're on her, Max. Let's uh let's bring in the audio <laughs> question, actually. Uh let's go. This actually comes from Bermuda. He sent this to me. And this is for JQ. But being as JQ is in here, we're gonna just listen to it. So hopefully this works. And so I, I run Mugen, right? And I watched JQ's video um about the pillow ball versus the C hub. Uh, I might have missed it. He might have touched on it. But my question was, now, how does that transfer over to Truggy? Because my Mugen Truggy runs great. Yes, the buggy is a little uh, tail happy. But can the Truggy get away with it because it's bigger and they can design more? They have more room to work with. Do the tires compensate for that? And also, why do the uh, 1.8 on-road, most of them, like the GPs, run pillow ball why do you not see c hub in that is it because of the high speed all right so that's our first ever audio question actually that came from one of our patrons thank you i'm not going to say his name but thank you the patrons they can message me through whatsapp and they can send me questions like that i think we're going to keep that up from going on uh here on all yeah, that's good. and good question actually so let's answer um let's just call him jonathan that's his name i'm not gonna say his full name but jonathan's question Okay, so I think this question uh, is good because this allows me to explain uh, a much bigger thing uh, I think a lot of people don't fully uh, realize, which is you can have a C-Hub car and you can have a pillowball car and it can have the same exact geometry. You can have those two cars with no difference whatsoever. No difference. The same exact car, same geometry, nothing changes, handles the same on track. Uh, and with C-Hub and Pillowball. So try to force this idea to your head. There is no inherent difference in a C-Hub car and a Pillowball car, except for the fact that our C-Hub cars are designed in a way where it doesn't have a kingpin inclination. Okay? That's the main difference. So this is an idea people need to uh, sort of put in their head. The Pillowball car has sort of fixed kingpin inclination, and the C-Hub car, you can move the kingpin around wherever you want it. So, uh, yeah, that's about that. Then uh, the question about Truggy and Buggy. He said his Buggy was a re- little bit rear happy, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, that's quite uh, common with uh, pillow ball cars. However, it's not because of the pillow ball. It's because of the rear end. The front, I mean, okay, I can explain this in a better way. We, we When I was running JQ... We had a car that had a high kingpin inclination, which means that it was pretty much the front geometry was almost exactly like a pillow ball car would be, the geometry of it. So we ran that car and we had no issues with rear grip because of the fact the rear end of the car was designed in a certain way. So because of the fact that Mugen was the only big brand running pillow ball cars, since I think they released the the style of the car they run now was released uh, for the 2000 world uh, 2004 worlds 
So it's a 16 year old platform, basically. They changed a lot of things about it, but the, so the basic idea of the car is still very same. So since then people have, designers have had this idea that you can only make a pillow ball car work with that type of layout. Uh, negative scrub radius in the rear, and uh, then you have a negative scrub radius in the front. And uh, this is sort of the idea that has been uh, put around. And this is why JQ talks about a lot about the scrub radiuses, because this negative scrub radius in the rear, meaning the center line of the tire is um, on the inside of the hinge pin, means that when you go on power, it reduces rear grip. When you have this type of setup in the rear of the car, it reduces rear grip. So the pillow ball isn't making your car rear happy. The rear end setup is making it rear happy. So that's the issue with the car. So let's take, for example, S-Works. A lot of the drivers say, I, I've heard and I've tried a few S-Works cars before. A lot of the cars seem to have not enough uh, steering on power, which is like, if you think, oh, pillow ball cars always have steering. Well, because of the rear end setup, they not all they don't always have that. They don't automatically have that rear happy feel that a lot of people pillowbox car have. And the reason why a lot of pillowbox car have that is because that sort of setup and layout of the car has been proven to work decently well. So the way they set up their cars, it works okay. But that rear happiness is the downside of that setup. It's not a downside of the pillowbox. Okay, so now we got that uh, out of the way. And then Chuggy. So why does your Chuggy work better with the pillow balls? It's because the front end, I, th I don't think that Chuggy, the front end is an issue, and neither is the rear end really, because of the fact that you have so much bigger tires that I believe actually that because of the offset, you have enough scrub radius in the rear. I'm not 100% sure because I haven't measured Chuggies, but I would imagine the scrub radius would be much more sensible in a chuggy. Then the second thing is uh, the Mugen has a super wide uh, rear pivot, which makes the rear end really like snappy and fast and the tire angle switches uh, quite fast. And uh, so the rear end is just more like uh, on the edge. With the chuggy, longer arms, problem fixed. You don't have that snappy, uh, fast, uh, edgy feel in the rear and you have more comfort in the rear. And then altogether, the chuggy on its own the tires are so huge and the car weights uh, a little bit more, but considered to the uh, um, tire size, it's not even comparable. So that those tires generate quite a lot more grip. And especially at this point, they generate a much more consistent grip. So even if your truck is set up really bad, uh, which most chuggies probably are in the end because they use buggy hubs. They don't use chuggy hubs, which I think JQ even talked about this. There's like, they use buggy hubs, they use buggy uh, arm holders, they use pretty much everything from buggy except for chassis, drivetrain, and arms. That's pretty much the only thing that they change. So the, this is why uh, the chuggies work good because of the tires are so much larger and they generate much more consistent grip. And then what comes to your last point uh, about on-road cars running pillow balls, um, I think I'm not sure, and I really haven't ever th thought about this before. Uh, 
I even asked Joseph and he had no idea about this. So these are just guesses, I guess. But my first guess would be the tires are really small. So you don't have much space in there. And to do a good C-Hub design, you need a slightly more space. Uh, not de Depending on the design though, but if you want to have a King Pling Nation and all that, you need a bit more space. So space could be one issue. Second issue could be that because of this space, you would have to make the uh, C-Hub quite um, um, fragile. You have to make it uh, so like small that you can fit it in there and it would be a bit fragile, which could be another issue because of the long mains and those cars go really fast and have a lot of grip. So those could be issues. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't really say if there's any advantage to running uh, kingpin inclination when you're going fast. Uh, when you're going fast in a turn, uh, there's less forces transferred through the linkages, but in RC generally that's not a huge issue. Uh, caster is pretty much the only thing that uh, you need when you're going faster. Uh, you don't really need, I mean, kingpin helps on corners when you're going fast, but that's just, I, I don't I don't think that's a reason because touring cars go fast as well. So I don't think that's a good enough reason. I believe it's uh, strictly down to uh, durability, uh, simple of design, and uh, also the fact that a lot of the cars had that before and other brands just say, well, that's just the industry standard. Let's just go with it. Like 10 scale, you can see all of the four-wheel drive 10 scales have pretty much the same front end. And uh, I... I would believe that's not the optimal one. I mean, I have no proof, but like if every, every car has the same one for how long uh, four-wheel drive cars has been live, there's probably a solution that might work better. They'd, especially having Kingpin, for example, something like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, a lot of these uh, uh, sort of uh, car uh, classes just go by the things that they, the other brands did before. And that's why in H-scale off-road, a lot of the cars were C-Hub until Mugen started to win races, and then a lot of the cars were pullable. And, uh, yeah, that's how it works. And I think, I, I mean, I sort of went to a lot of different topics there. Did you? I hope you get the gist of it. You went into super science mode. Super science mode. Yeah. Good, good answer, good answer. There's, a of, there's, like, a lot of questions inside there, so. Yes. And thank you, Jonathan. And thank you to the patrons because you guys can send in those audio questions. Um, cool. You know what? It's time to go on to uh, the Sun City RC. I've, I've changed the name. This was RC Thought of the Week. I've changed it. It's got an RC name. Sun City RC Raceway, Dawn and Quiet. World famous motocross inspired eight scale off road track. The Showers family has over 20 years' experience creating one of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world class facility has everything handicap accessibility, covered beds, gate starts, space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SCRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates, upcoming races, or host your own race. Awesome. Speaking of Sun City RC Raceway, they have the TNR Fuels race coming up on the 25th of this month. It was supposed to be the RCGP race. 
If you are in the El Paso area, swing by and give the Shawas family a shout. I'm sure they would love you to come turn some laps on their awesome facility. So, Max, this week, the Don and Quiet segment is going to be about a rant that uh, we had on this podcast maybe about two years ago, maybe. I think it was from Jeff Keaton. Uh, cue it up there, Barbarian, please. Uh, he, and this is this is something about a rant that actually made a difference. And this was about trophies. And our thing was like, we don't get good trophies at RC races anymore, right? So we went on a rant about this. JQ was in agreement with this. And it was a good rant about, let's be real, we get these crappy little plaques. We don't really get trophies. Keep going, Rowan. Let's see some examples of some crappy trophies. Okay, I can barely see that, but you get the gist of things. We get plaques. This is these, no. These type of trophies. Yeah, these are just. These are the words. Yeah, I have a bunch of them on my wall. I like them. I'm happy of them for them. But you know, come on, they're just little pieces of cardboard or something with this printed on them. You know, we used to get the bit that is like some some races did like cut out ones. Like I think Neo did this and mm-hmm. Bitty Design did this where. These are like stylized, like and look cool. Like for example, I think P and B last when I was there, uh, they had these like super bendable, like look like cheap plastic where just printed. Uh, well, I think this top. is where that, was, that rant started after that because we was talking about yeah. the crappy P and B trophies, and they were cheap mm-hmm. and they were crappy. And you know what? We ranted about that. And so, Rowan, can you bring up uh, the example of what a great trophy is, please? When you get a chance. So we ranted about that. And, you know, Dave heard us. And I know he yeah. got a little bit pissed off. But since then, every one of his events, the trophy, trophies have gotten better. Right? And yeah. this one here, he put it, posted up. And this is actually done by Michael Owings. Uh, I would have his... I have his... He's actually making one for me, too. He, he's a JQ driver. He's been making these trophies for a while. He, this is his type of job, work. I like this. I, this is a yeah. rant that we went from flexible little pieces of paper to this. So our rant made a difference. Yeah. And thank you, Dave, for making these, for going the extra mile and getting these awesome, awesome trophies made. And Matt, your work is awesome. Wow. That's a trophy. That's something you want to keep. You don't yeah. give that away to anybody. Yeah. All right, Ro, you can remove yeah. that. Yeah, like Degani, I remember Degani just like used it as a setup board or something, or then just threw it away. I don't know what happened. Like, well, I think um, I just kind of went like that. Yeah, it's it's just like disappointing. It's like sort of someone uh, writes their name on a paper and says, "Hey, you won." That's yes. that's how it feels like. I agree. I mean, I don't I personally, I don't really care about trophies, but if you're gonna give me a trophy, like and like just doing something like that like come on don't act like that's a good trophy right but i think my point was that i know sometimes we can on this podcast we rant and we rave about a lot of things but you know what here's an example of one of our rants making a change so like exactly. i said dave heard us he said oh i'm gonna shut lefty and jeff and keaton up and man kudos to them i think that's just a little even the nice cool bowling trophies this is like, you know, for races like this, this is something for these people that spend all this money to go to this race. Yeah, they got a, mm-hmm. they got a nice metal trophy to go home with. I, I, that's worth the 24 hours of, of hell you're going to put yourself through and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. congratulations. It shows like a, some sort of professionalism. Like, 
it shows that like this is a race that people value. Mm-hmm. That's how like the trophies are symbols for the value of the race. Mm-hmm. And if your value of the race is a piece of cardboard, then I think that tells more about your race than your trophies. I agree. All right. So that's our Sun City RC thought of the week. Um, Max, you know what? I think this ends our time together because after this, I will go on to the interview with, uh, with, um, Oh, we have Mark Santamaria. I forgot his name already, which was a great interview. And we don't have a rant this week. So I just want to, you know, if you want, you can say goodbye to everybody right here. And then, um, uh, yeah, you know, thank you for your time, too. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Happy to talk about stuff. Yes. Uh, pillow balls and all that. You was excited about that <laughs> yeah. question. Yeah. It's a good question. All right. Remember, people, go to Max Mort's Facebook page. Give him a like. Also, go to his YouTube channel. Give him a, a sub. Hit that sub, yeah. that like, and leave a comment. He's dropping some great content. He, uh, Thank you, Max, for coming on the podcast. Uh, you People like you. Let's keep it. Let's keep going. I know you have a full-time job. I appreciate your time. And, uh, hey, tell your dad. I said happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Yeah, it's his birthday. He's 48. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, he's only five years older than me. Wow. Okay. Jesus, I'm gonna get 48 soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Max, dude. Um, thank you for your time and thank you, Beach uh Beach RC and thank you, Sun City RC Raceway. It's now time for the Techno RC main interview. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. So uh, joining me this week is... Probably, I want to call him. He's now a YouTube celebrity in RC. Oh man! I gotta call you a YouTube celebrity. And you got fifty-five k <laughs> uh, yeah. subs, which doesn't sound like a lot in YouTube in the YouTube world, but for RC, it's really big. And um, for more, well, you still have a podcast. You haven't done it for a while, but I'd like right. to introduce Mr. Mark Santa Maria of Mark Santa Maria Vlogs on the Turn Podcast, and just a a great RC amb- ambassador, I would say. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. It, it's crazy, and I, like I've, I have a podcast. I have the vlog. Never been on a podcast. I've been asked, but man, it's like, and you probably know with all the editing, like every, every day. It's because it, I still have a full time job. I'm working, recording, and editing. Like mm-hmm. it's seriously from seven in the morning till midnight. I'm doing something. So I don't mean to like blow anyone off. It's just I, there's barely any time, and obviously. I, I still like to race and everything like that. So I'm always super swamped, but man, I'm, I'm really happy to be on the show. It's, it's been a while, dude. I know. I know. Um, in case you guys don't know who Mark Santa Maria is, uh, he used to have, or uh, still does on the turn. We'll talk about that a little bit more. And he's been killing it on YouTube. And I, I have to, I bought him on this podcast because what he's doing on YouTube, we have to give him some recognition. And he also has a message that I think we as racers can, can learn from so that's why i bought him on her and i just thought his story's cool so i bought him on so we can talk and maybe we can learn something from him, him as well so mark i always like to ask people how did you get started uh racing rc cars so i so it really does the seed planted whenever i was really 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 young i was probably maybe 10 my dad my dad took me into a hobby shop 
and I saw a Traxxas Revo and I was just Nitro Revo and I was just completely blown away. And that was when the seed started. And I, you know, I, I wasn't poor growing up, but we didn't have a lot of money. So I did that. Like I knew the pipe dream of getting an RC car like that. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So I, I didn't even think about asking my dad, Hey dad, can you drop $500 in an RC car? So I, I always wanted one, right? And my, my parents would get me like the really cheesy ones. And, and long story short, when I started being able to make my own <laughs> my own money, I, I got an RC car and started with the, the used Traxxas stuff. And then Traxxas Slash, my first race car, that was the first, like when Slash first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what really, like really kind of, it was like the, the entry level drug, right? And then, I mean, I truly like, I, I, I always tell the people this and a lot of times they just, they can't fathom it, but I truly have just as much fun racing or just as much fun driving and bashing in the front yard as I do racing. It's just, it's just, it's a true like passion and love that I have for, for the hobby. It's crazy. So, so you kind of got started late, you're saying in, in racing in your twenties or when you was making your own oh, yeah. money? Yeah. I was uh, probably 24 ish. Okay. Um, so no, I was probably I was maybe twenty two. So I've been in it for about twelve years. I've been racing for about ten. Okay. So and you're, you're from the Texas area. So mm-hmm. you was there. Where was your first? Where did you go a lot? And you used to race a lot when you first started when when you was doing slash so the, racing. The very first track I ever went to, and I went with T Max and a Rustler, a Nitro T Max and a Rustler, and uh, it was a, a place called Johnny Cool Guys. Um, that was way back. The people in this area know about it. And shortly after I, I started, that track closed down, and then it was really Indie RC World. It's kind of my home track um, when I first started. Now we got more tracks popping up. Uh, a number one era raceway, um, that track's popping up. It's a little bit closer to me, um, but it, it's weird because I'm always at the track, or I used to always be at the track, but I don't really live close, like um, relatively close, like distance. I am close, but um, Dallas isn't the best place for traffic. So it takes me at least an hour to get to places. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would say, um, Johnny cool guys was the very first track I went to. Um, but my, my original home track was definitely Indy RC world in Garland, Texas. Yeah. I've been to Indy. They're still racing a uh, great facility. Uh, you now Texas has quite a lot of tracks. Like you'd have Mike's hobbies, you yeah. have Thornhill, uh, Billy's track. Uh-huh. Like you just said that it's just doing, uh, um, air one, one air, a one mm-hmm. air. Uh, you guys are fortunate, uh, and Texas is big, yeah. so like it's concentrated in an area. I think it's like all within four to six hours of each other. Yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, Thor, yeah, all those places. Probably the furthest one for me is Mike's Hobby Shop, which is um, in in Houston, and that's about four and a half hours. But it's still, I mean, that that distance. Living in Texas, that distance isn't that. Far. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Very fortunate. Um, and the level yeah. of racing in Texas is. It's pretty decent. I, I, I'm not going to, I think there are some regions that maybe the level's a little better, maybe like the Southeast, but I, I put the Texas region, there's some fast guys there. Southeast? Yes. Come on. I have to, I, man. The people I put ahead of us, I say the West Coast, obviously they yes. got super fast guys, but I don't know. I, I would I would like to challenge the Southeast. That we, I think we I got think, better yeah, races I think over here back in the day, maybe, but it seems like your intermediate class now has kind of Cause that's that's why I, I judge a lot too is on the open class because I think the open yeah. classes are so very competitive and you can really see how the regional level is, and uh, mm. you guys were pretty neck and neck, but I think Southeast has got you guys right now. What? Yes. Who? 
like all those guys in the Southeast are fast. I mean, so I know, I know you follow it. And whenever I was like really deep in, and all I did was racing, like mm-hmm. I could, we could basically guess how the top five people, like we would be spot on top five finishers in the pro class. So I know you're following it. So if you, if you're saying, I don't really follow the as many open drivers. I right. do. Um, whenever I'm traveling, like I know who I need to watch out for, mm-hmm. but there's, there's so many of them. Yes. The you're open right. Class. It's extremely competitive. Yes. Extremely competitive. I really like the open class. It's, I know I say a lot of times I don't like a lot of classes, but I really do enjoy open. It's, uh, those guys in the A mains of the open class are really good and mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's good to, you know, they can shine in their own class, you know, cause they're not as good as the pro guys. You know, right. there'll be lower C mains or whatever. And, or, you know, that's and a main where they can shine. I think it's good. I, I always watch the open races. So good yeah, stuff. And like, uh, that's always been a big argument in our area and in our series. Like we shouldn't have an open or it should just be open and sportsman. But you got to understand, like when you have that many people, that many racers, we all want to win. Mm-hmm. So the more the more winning spots that are available, the, the better. Like I can honestly say. Uh, back in the day, whenever I, you know, whenever you're kind of, you're still finding your roots, you just got picked up by a car sponsor. You're trying to get on the podiums. Mm-hmm. It, if I had a choice, if if there were two races, equal distance, equal cost for me to go to at that time. And there was a, an open class at one of them and a, not an open class. Like there was basically three classes instead of two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the one with the, the open. Class, right? I agree. Because I got I a mean, better chance of getting on the podium. I I know the game. I, I like one class too, but I understand the class thing and I have no problem. I mean, if I go to a race right now, I'm going to run 40 plus. So, and that's it. And I'll yeah. be happy with that. So I, I get it. And the class thing isn't going anywhere. I just, uh, I think maybe we cap it like how Southern Nats was and yeah. keep, keep things to, to, a to a controllable time, you know, so you ain't there all day, you know, and you know, and you can come back and it's, it's, it's pretty controllable. I really like the Southern Nats. I think, I also think it has something to do with like how how much experience and how long you've been doing it because that was my mentality. Like again, when I first got picked up, I'm trying to like earn my stripes. That was my mentality. But now, I'm, I'm kind of at that stage where I, I don't. What am I gonna do with all the plaques? Right? I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just piled on upstairs. And he was like, I don't really care. I just want to have a good time and have some good racing. So I think my mentality is changing, and you'll you will see that you'll start to see some of the older the older racers have a tendency to go towards the let's just do one big class, right? Yes. Um, but I think it is important, especially for the new people. And I, now my mentality is very tailored towards. Uh, bringing people in the hobby, newer people in the hobby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you, to have multiple classes, it just, it makes it more intriguing for people to, to oh, go I race. agree. I agree. Um, totally. I'm, it's just not going anywhere. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm fine with that. And you got deep, you, I remember listening to you guys on, on your podcast, on the turn, you and your buddies went deep, hardcore into racing for a few oh, years yeah. at one point. <laughs> we were. Like yeah, we, every we group of are. guys do it. Yeah. Yeah, we still are. I mean, you know, people come, you know, you know, you've been in the hobby long enough. People come and go. Um, so like the core group of guys that um, we were really into the hobby, um, they kind of went like Jeff. Um, you know, I used to do the podcast. That was the original group of the on the tone. Jeff, uh, Ryan Lopez, um, Aaron, Aaron Reynolds, all those guys were all very good racers and they've gone. Right. Um, really, the only people left are me and Tony Kigley, Tyler Keel still races. But, you know, as people kind of come and go, um, you, you know, the, their mentality and how competitive they are, it also changes. And, and I think we've just kind of matured as racers and we understand that, you know, there's, there's guys that are, are basically sponsored and paid to win. Mm-hmm. And there's guys that are there to represent the, the company. And we understand where we stand. Like 
we're there to represent the company. Yes. Um, so let's, let's have fun, represent the company. Um, I mean, <laughs> if I, if I win, it's not going to really, it's not going to change much. Right. Uh, techno understands my value. So it's all about, you know, representing the company and helping out these, helping out these new guys. I wish more people kind of realize that as well in our, in, in the racing, you know, if you're yeah. 35, it's not going to happen, man. It's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not going to be a right. pro racer. And I don't think you want to be like, if the, you know, with this salaries that some of these guys make and that people just get it twisted sometimes. And, and I tell my wife, I tell my wife all the time, and people ask me this all the time, like, w would you race pro professionally? And first off, I don't like, I, I think that practice makes perfect. And when I, when I interviewed Ryan Mayfield, he, he, he nailed it right on the head. It's all about practice. Um, I think if you practice enough, you could get at, you could get to that level. May not be at the top of the level, but you could race at that level. But if you told me today, if you said, hey, Mark, you can be the number one driver in the world and get paid like the number one driver in the world, just trade out your career now, I'd be like, Nah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 it's a lot of work, and it's not that I don't love it, but I think that when it when it gets to that level, I think the fun it then becomes work, mm -hmm. and I can kind of sense that from some of the drivers. Like, there's a couple of like a couple of pro drivers. Whenever they got in like that pro level, they were very enthusiastic, very cool and friendly. And now you can tell they're there for one thing and one thing only. It's to win. Yes, and um, I don't blame them. That's how they make a living, right? Yep. Uh, but at the same time, everybody looks at these guys as role models. Like they, th those are the that's the face, like basically the face of the company for a lot of these guys. So um, I kind of wish I, I understand. Again, I understand they're busy. They want to win, but I kind of wish there was more interacting with the the guy that just came in with a, a two generation old buggy. You know what I'm saying? Um, because at the end of the day, those are the guys that are supporting the hobby. Yes, <laughs> right. We, uh, we don't utilize crazy. them. We don't utilize them we to don't. their full potential. I don't feel the pro they're, guys. They're, yeah, exactly. And um, but again, I, I see their part also. Like mm -hmm. if it was my career and I got paid to win, sorry, like I, I gotta, I gotta make, I gotta put bread on the table, right? So <laughs> well, I totally understand. I totally understand their side also. Yes, um, but it's up to the manufacturers to do that, and also the promoters to want to do things like maybe a. I almost. I always say this, a factory row, maybe have these guys sitting on, have their buggies on show, getting some people mm -hmm. in here, some spectators in there to see stuff like that. You never know. You never know. Mm -hmm. But that takes time. That takes extra effort. And these races are already packed with people. So it's yeah, hard. You know what? I'll, I'll probably get in trouble saying this, but that's one of my pet peeves. When you have a, you have a, a high level, that world-class racer at like maybe a regional race, and they're like out in a private room. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, get out there. Like, if I were at that level, um, I would pit right in the middle of everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, get to know everybody. Yeah, you know I what agree. I'm saying? Um, and I think that's a flaw. That's a flaw. And again, I, it's it's weird because it's one of those things that um, I, it's hard to. It's like I don't like judging anybody without being in their shoes, and I've never been in those shoes mm -hmm. um, because my my thing has always been publicity and and uh, socializing and like building building the awareness so i will always pit like out in the middle and that's why at all these big races that i'm at the on the tone canopy is like right yeah, <laughs> right, yeah I get right it. there and and i actually i even thought about like doing like like a like a question like a, an faq like a pamphlet or like a brochure for these people who come in off the streets like wow this is amazing they have no clue what's going on like it would be nice if i could be like hey mark santa maria uh, you know i have a podcast i have a youtube channel here, this is just kind of like some of the FAQs. Check, check it out. Like, mm -hmm. I would love to do that. And that would grow so much worse. You have you have no idea. Like, last time I was at SICK, 
I had a lot of people come and visit me that were bashers in the area. They've never seen racing before. And they all have the same questions and it, they're great questions, but it's crazy. Like if you don't know anything about racing, when you walk into that race and see it, it's amazing, but you have no clue what's going on. Not a, not, not a clue. Oh, I know. So, and this it's is- like, so, so take, so let's, let's walk like through a scenario. Let's say you go in, you're a new person, you see it. It's amazing. And a guy named Adam Drake comes to you. You don't know who he is. Super nice guy. Um, you, you know, he's showing you around and then you go Google Adam Drake. and You're like, holy crap. I was just talking to one of the most amazing drivers that, that we've seen. Um, right off the bat, you're like, man, I, I feel like I'm in. Like, I've, I've got, you know, I feel, I feel like I'm part of the group. Like, this is a cool community. And then we bring more people in because that's really what it's, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm sorry, man, I'm, I'm like going off on my soapbox. That's <laughs> right. At the end of the day, if you go, if you go to a regional race and you wipe out, and you wipe out all the pro drivers, the hobby's still going mm-hmm. because all those sportsmen guys are supporting that hobby. They might be buying different brands, but that's that they're the they are truly the backbone of our hobby, and I feel like we just don't put enough value on the sportsman drivers. It's crazy. Yeah, or or even making them welcome to come into RC even a bit. Right. More. But there are there are some good examples of tracks doing things. Um, yeah. Like I have one, I know one track in in Georgia. They uh, Mark Moon's track. They have like notes, like, "Hey, don't be afraid to come up and ask questions. Mm-hmm. We're here to help you out." Stuff like that. So. Tracks that are run by run by groups of people are, are doing different things, which is good to see. And then people like yourself, uh, which we're going to get into because first I wanted to talk about Undeterred. How did that come about? Uh, the podcast wars, as they called them, between you and Lupus Live. <laughs> and actually, you guys inspired me to really start my own podcast, to be honest. Yeah, I can actually, man, I... <laughs> I've got a lot. We go way back. Yeah. I can tell a whole bunch of stories about when we were starting a podcast because there was a little podcast war. So I thought, and Bobby, Bobby Moore, he's the, uh, he's the guy who created loop is live. I always thought that we were the first podcast. Um, that argument continues to go. We probably started around the same time, but how we started like truly like we have so much people don't realize how awesome it is. You realize it, but like a normal person that does RC, they don't realize how awesome it is to just be in the pits, like, and hang out in the camaraderie and the amount of like stories and friendships you make hanging out at these big races. And like, we re- I realized that like, I would basically we would go to big race and I would be talking to my buddies for like the next two weeks about things that happened at the race. And they were, we would just laugh the whole time. And we were just so happy we did. And we're like, I was like, you know what? Let's, Let's, let's do this. So I ran over to Jeff's house. I put my phone on the table, hit record. And that was literally the first podcast we ever recorded. <laughs> and then from there, it was like, oh, man, it, it kicked like we did. And, you know, when you first start, we did. I think we did 300 views in the first day or 300 listens. The first day we're like, whoa, wow. this is this is awesome. So uh, it kind of just, you know, snowballed from there. But it, it all started with just kind of, um, you know, just telling the stories and things like that. And then the, in regards to the podcast wars, first off me and Bobby have never been we've never really butted like we're really good friends even before like every like when we had those wars going back and forth like who's better and and kind of talking smack like we talked before that we always had a mutual respect for each other Uh, we understood what we were doing and you know how it is like I I like Bobby but it did kind of hurt when I see his podcast get more views than mine and vice versa right um it was rowdy for a bit you guys were going at it i mean both were both of you guys were rowdy rowdy um yeah getting in trouble a little bit but that was fun and that's that got views and but it was just a reflection of 
what happened at races, to be honest, like banter in the pits and the jokes and all that type of stuff too. So yeah, but it was fun. Um, it's super fun, and the, so we did. We did have like a little showdown. Uh, the first Psycho Nitro Blast. We said, "All right, who's faster between uh, Lupus Live and On Tone?" We did beat them. Right. We, we, <laughs> me and Jeff beat beat both of them. So um, that that was that is ended. Bobby knows, but again, me and Bobby have always been cool. And right. And really, part of the reason why I go, part of the reasons why I go to those all the race time events is because of Bobby. Like he's he's just so he's so hospitable. He's such a nice guy, and uh, me and him have always. We remain really good friends. We talk probably every, at least a couple times a week. Yes. Um, and it's always been like that. Uh, we were never really, we were never really butting heads. And then, then you guys fun. came along. It was fun. You guys came along. And obviously with, with, with JQ, JQ's got a, a very, he's got a solid following. Uh, love him or hate him, he's got a solid following. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a better niche for you guys. And we were, I, I can't. And you, you've seen this, like the podcasts that have all the drama always yes. do really well. Yes. And that's just like that. That's not me. Like, I don't like to promote the drama, but right. man, it's like, if you want to get those, if you want to get those views and listens and you want people to tune in, you got to talk about the BS. You have to. Well, I mean, that's one of our specialties, but we kind of are, <laughs> you know, but I mean, honestly, to be different, like Joseph and I kind of work in the industry a little bit. So it's a little bit different. He knows things. Mm -hmm. I get messages and stuff. We kind of, it's different when you work. Not saying that you guys weren't, but you know what I mean. We, yeah, it's different. This, like, I don't, I want to know what these, these, these drivers are doing silly season and stuff like that. And I, and I, I want, and, you know, we just try to, we're trying to, I like, we're trying to fix RC too. Like, you know what I mean? I think, yeah. and to do that, we have to question a lot of things and things can change as well. So, but yes, the drama definitely sells. And I, I think what we do in RC is kind of boring, to be honest. It isn't enough drama. I wish these drivers were a little bit more um, smack talking to each other and stuff like that. Like you know, so hopefully yeah. this paves the way. But for it's, it's got to be that that friendly kind. Yes, of there's course. Some, friendly there's rivalry. some that there's some of the drama that it totally crosses the line. Yes, of course. <laughs> but this is racing, and it and sucks. This is racing. Yeah. I mean, look at like Kyle Busch. He people follow him to see what he's gonna say. That's like people that follow JQ, I would say. But it's nothing wrong with like somebody coming along and saying, to this weekend I'm beating everybody." And no, I take yeah, no nothing wrong with it. I would love for right. a pro to say that. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, you know, it's so competitive up there. They they know they they know what, what the, how how, did, how the game works. Like them guys are always <laughs> and, playing and my games. Mayfield said it perfect at DNC. Like you, you can't. You have to have a some luck to pull those wins off. All those guys are crazy fast, dude. Yes, all of them are crazy fast. So. And techno. Um, I know you're a techno driver, and that techno sponsors this part, uh, this podcast as well. Actually, this part that we're doing. But I think mm -hmm. they're doing. They're awesome. Like you know what they've done with their structure of their team. And they have yep. four. Like Wiggins has been the most surprising for me this year. How Wiggins? Oh has my come god. Up. That totally threw me off guard. I know. I, you know, uh, Wiggins was. Oh, I always knew Wiggins as to me before because you knew him whenever I knew him, and and Jared's cool. Like we're we're cool. So, but before I kind of saw him right there between the pro and and uh, fast open bubble. Yes. And then it was like one season. Wow. He, he's right. <laughs> wow. I was completely blown away that he just got up in there. Like I I thought I honestly thought I thought he would be maybe. Like a middle B, mm -hmm. um, um, not making all these A mans, dude. He's he's putting in no, the work. No, he's 
he's flying, dude. He oh, has gotten fast. He's, it's that whole practice. Like, he is putting in the work, and I know he's been traveling, and he wants to get fast, and he's he's going to be up there for sure. He's, he's awesome. Him and Tyler Jones were at uh, Thornhill this past weekend practicing and doing the club race. They're getting ready for Lone Star. So yep, I like seeing weekend. stuff like that. Yep. All uh, right. The team is the team is awesome. Like that's really why I got I, I'm I went back to techno. Is you know you're you're going to hang out with these guys every weekend, right? Um, so you want to make sure you have a team that you want to hang out with every weekend. And not that there was anything wrong with the Agama team when I ran Agama, but techno is always taking care of me. And the guys that the guys that I race with that are on the techno team, they, I don't even see them as teammates. They're they're like real friends, right? Um, and um, yeah, it's it's really the team is what got me because to me any car you can make work, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's all about who you're going to be hanging out with, the kind of support you get. And for me, it was just techno in this area, and I won't even say it's the same in every area, but in my area, for sure, it's techno. Yeah, they've done a really good job. Matt works hard, and you know Danny's mm-hmm. super proud of his product, and they yep. have a really uh, you know what. I, I, Keenan, you're swinging off them, but I think their product's really great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> their nitro buggy's great. No, no, I really like their truggy. And uh-huh. um, yeah, I just, I think they're doing a good job of things. They get it, you know? Yeah. All right. So what I bought you on her as well is because of your, U- your, your YouTube celebrity status that you're gaining <laughs> right now. And I think a lot of us in, in this part of RC don't understand how, how much reach YouTube is. And uh, you now are like, I, w- I went through some numbers here, you know, at 55K subs, you hit 50K at, at, S- at SIC, which I thought was awesome. People were following yeah, you at awesome. that race. Thanks. Um, you're, you, are a, you come from a racing background, so you are a racer, you do racing, you obviously do a lot of the bashing stuff, and you do the Mini Z, everything, you do everything RC. So mm-hmm. I just want people to understand that. And in that world, you're actually really small because that world is actually super exactly. Big. That yeah. world is huge. Like I'm a small YouTuber yes. to me, and the racing community. Yeah, I get it. But right. That, so that's a huge. Fifty five k is like honestly, it's no, it's a, it's an accomplishment. But in that bashing world, it's it's not really. You know what I mean? As big. I'm, as, just, I'm just scratching the surface, man. I exactly. Wanna get, I want to. I want to be one of those big, the big basher guys. Yes. And, that, and I want to transition people into at least expose people to racing and make sure that they're not afraid to go out there. Exactly. Like, don't be afraid to go out there. Like we need to get those people in here. That's I know. That's what's feeding the hobby. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that. I'm just running through the yeah. numbers so people can understand why <laughs> I think you're so influential in this. Ryan Styles Harris is the next racer slash YouTuber that we have, and he's thirty four. He's got thirty four thousand point and, and a half followers. Then Live RC has 32, 30, 33,000. J Concept, 25,000. RCGP, 4.6. JQ, 9,025. Then Rivkin, 5,037. And David Ronaco, 5,077. So there isn't much <laughs> YouTube views for RC racers. You know what I mean? If people can understand yeah. that. It's so small, our niche, our genre in this niche of a sport that is RC. Mm-hmm. So it's super small, right? So why yours are big? Now I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw your channel and your vlogs, and I saw you doing all this bashing stuff, I was like, "Mark done sold out. He ain't racing no more." <laughs> I was like, "What is this guy doing? All this racing stuff, and now it's all about bashing." I didn't get it. I was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then you bought me on your podcast um, that day, and you said, "You said something that since that day has stuck in my mind, and and it was." You know, I want to get, the, we have these bashers out here and there's millions of them out there 
and we're not even touching them or trying to get them into racing. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to bridge the gap between bashing and racing. And that's when it clicked what you're doing. And I said, boom, that guy's onto something. So, so here's the crazy part. So you take, and, and there's actually, there's facts behind these numbers. I don't know what they are. I've heard them from somewhere that is a, a very credible source, but essentially you take the general public, right? And then 20% of that general public knows about RC and they might have an RC car. They, they're the bashers. And then like basically 10% of that 20% is racing. So here we are, we're fighting over this, this like teeny tiny pool of people when there's this gigantic pool of people that already have RC cars that we need to be approaching. And then an even bigger group of people that have never even seen an RC car. And I, and I have, I have some, like I'm doing, I'm releasing a few videos that's going to be targeted and they're going to be kind of clickbait ish, but it's going to be getting people that have never been exposed to an RC car mm-hmm. and expose them. Like be like, wow, wow, that's freaking awesome. So I'm even trying to go out that far, like go out of the, even the RC market and trying to get more people from there. Mm-hmm. Um, because that man, if we can tap that mark, that mark is huge. The bachelor mm-hmm. market's big, but the general there, I, I don't know of any person or any, like, I won't say any person, but any guy that will see a, a car go 60 miles an hour down the street and not be like a little bit intrigued. Of course. <laughs> you of know course. what I'm saying? So like there are people out there that just need to see it and need to like need to feel comfortable in getting into it. And it's, it shouldn't be intimidating, man. It's a fun freaking hobby. And yes, and I just want, I want, because I know us RC racers like, oh, that's just YouTube. That doesn't mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. What they have to understand, I know how RC racers are. I know how they are. They're just, we're just catching on to YouTube right now. 55,000 mm-hmm. people, you're getting more reach than our number one news outlet in RC <laughs> racing right now. You know what I mean? Thanks, on man. YouTube, even though yeah. that reaches mostly on Facebook. But what really clicked for me when I saw you at SIC and you was doing your walk-arounds and you were doing your coverage from there, People were following you on that, but then I went into the YouTube chat of or the <clears throat> the YouTube chat of the race, I believe, uh-huh. and they were ask, and I saw your followers in there watching. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, see, that's work. And then it, again at DNC, you came into DNC, you came into the YouTube chat, and your followers came in there, and I said, here we are, getting bashes that we would have never ever exactly gotten into seeing racing through you and. That's 55,000 people. That's 20,000 more than what Live RC can do on YouTube. I hope I hope my sponsors know that, that I'm doing that. I think they should be. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think they, they can not know, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> but, we just don't get it. But I understand it as I've been working in this in this social media YouTube type of life for the last couple of years. And, you know, even now I'm just getting clicked onto how, how big YouTube is because that's all I do is watch YouTube. Dude, it's huge. Like, so you have like the, the, the guy that I want, like, I'm kind of not, I will not say inspiring to be, but the guy who is the level that I want to get to is Kevin Talbot. He is a huge, he's just bashing. Mm-hmm. He's just bashing it. And basically people love to watch him just build a like, super expensive RC car and he just launches in the air and snaps it in half. And people love to watch that. And at least it's exposing people like that's who I, like, I'm trying to make my channel get that audience Mm -hmm. and then just sprinkle in sprinkle in that racing and basically when you start to see like when people get more comfortable enough if they watch enough race videos they're going to be comfortable to at least try it Mm -hmm. and and that's all we need and uh, i you know i I try to like i would like like my ultimate goal is to have like some ambassadors maybe some of the pro guys um you know help out some of these msm guys that just want to see what it's all about and that way they don't feel so intimidated yes i want them to feel i want these new guys to feel welcome at the track mm-hmm. uh 
I mean, it's working, man. I see it. Uh, like I said, with just fifty-five, and Kevin Talbot has like three million because they, because that was my next uh, thing. Him he's and, got he's got nine hundred and something thousand. The big one is RC Sparks. But he retired. He's got like yeah. He just he just retired, and so there was so there was some drama between the two. And uh, like I chimed in, and everyone's like, oh, you're just trying to get the views, and I'm just like, guys. Like I live in the racing world for the longest time. Like this drama, this is small drama compared to the crap that we see. In the I watched that world. video, and I was just like, just, just smash it because this is, this is nothing. Like the kind of drama that we see in racing is ten times worse than the drama. I couldn't believe so. there was YouTube RC guys beefing. I was like, oh my gosh, we've gone to the yeah, ultimate nerd level here. YouTube RC <laughs> nerds beefing and retiring, like. But uh, the guy RC Sparks had like three million subs, and he was he had a lot of subs. He was making a like a living, a proper living off of YouTube, and he did oh, racing absolutely. too. But mm-hmm. he did racing too and stuff, but not to your level, like where you went to SIC. And that's what we need to get exposed to these bashers. And just with fifty five thousand subs, like you're getting more reach than. Than most of anybody in RC that's doing so, I think that's why it's such a big deal, and that's why I wanted to get you on her and just interview you. And I wanted your story because I wanted to know, also know when you talk to these bashers, what's the number one reason they tell you they don't race? They're intimidated. It co- so first off, it, they they say it costs a lot, um, and you know I, I actually went through this this um, this exercise. It bothered me. There were a couple of new guys that are getting to the hobby because I've, I've I've helped a lot of people get in the hobby. They you know they bounce questions off me and and one guy says, "Hey, I, I got a five hundred dollar budget. I want to get into racing." I I was like crunching numbers, like, dude, you really can't <laughs> racing with if you have five hundred dollar budget. Like right off the bat, a hundred dollars is going to a transponder, so you really got a four hundred dollar budget, and uh, it's just so hard, right? So I, I, fa- I saw that gap and I was like, you know what, we we have to we have to push these spec classes. It's the only way we're going to get these people in. And you can't, we can't just flood spec classes with beginners. We need, like, if you're a pro driver, grab a slash and just run spec. Like it makes these guys feel better um, when they're racing with you. So I've really kind of like started pushing the whole spec thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm doing like some spec beginner clinics and things like that, because that's, once you get into that, and you see how much fun it is. Like that five hundred dollar budget isn't a five hundred dollar budget anymore. Like right. now, it's man, it's it's worth it. Let's let's go all out. Fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. This, right? So, but they just have to get that taste. And when they when they get that taste of racing, and they see just the just the being in the pits, like hanging out with everyone and everyone being cool, like it's a it's such an awesome hobby. Yeah, and I think even some just don't even know we race too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you expose that, some people just love that automatically. Like I've seen like people come in there like, ah, MSN. And then I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I I know what you're feeling right now. I know exactly what you're feeling. So right. And now, and now, so since, since they're my, and I talk, I try to respond as much as I can to everyone that, you know, pings me or whatever, or reaches out, but now they feel like they're in mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they're part of this MSM community or this MSM group, or, you know, they talk to me and they feel, they feel, they feel a little bit more welcome. Like they're not com- like just completely shunned out. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not the fastest racer, but I'm very, I'm really involved. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, you know, they feel like they already know someone in that so they feel inclined to come in yeah you're one of them like just a regular guy who races and that's what we need mm-hmm. too you know what i mean um just bridging that gap making people more comfortable getting people in, involved and 
you're just doing it through an awesome and like the fun thing is you get to play with all this cool RC stuff like you you know these you got all these different stuff like the mini Z stuff now that's something uh, I wanted to touch on I think it's a great way as well to get people racing how about you what's your experience with it I oh absolutely, it absolutely. yeah absolutely so so first off let, let me say that even if I wasn't recording or doing a vlog or anything um, I would be doing all this stuff anyways like okay. I like that I truly enjoy like I'm not doing uh, bashing stuff and tracks stuff and Arma stuff because of the, the vlog or for YouTube content. I'm not doing that. Um, anyone who knows me knows before all this even started, like I used to get made fun of all the time because I would love buying like Traxxas Revos and doing like tracks like hobby shop, like hobby builds, right? <laughs> um, so I wasn't just into racing. So all of that is truly, <laughs> truly genuine. Um, it's all, the only difference now is I turn a camera on when I do it. But in regards to mini Z's, I think it, it's intriguing because they don't, because they're small and they look so scale, it doesn't feel as much like a toy. <laughs> so I think people are more inclined to um inclined to do it the other thing that basically gives no one like uh, uh, anyone doesn't if no one you don't have a price limit if this is the reason why you're getting in is anytime a father sees an opportunity to to bond with his son or his kids um, on a on a common interest like that it's like there's no limit like those guys like dads will and i'm i'm a dad like if i have an opportunity to bond with my son if i have an opportunity to keep my son out of trouble by hanging out with them racing rc cars but it, there's no there's no cost that will keep me away from that yeah and um and i think it's know, a great we, gateway though they look so real I, and the, like what 200 bucks yeah. for a mini z or something like that yep that's exactly and that's what so that's what happens like the, the father and son come in like because i'll hang out at lone star all the time that's where we race mini z's father and son will come in the, the son's obviously intrigued the dad sees them, they're like oh it is pretty cool and that that's pretty much it like it really doesn't take much after that um, and then there's so many father sons that do it now. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great, like that's, that, I get so excited whenever I see that happen because that bond, it's, it's not, it's no longer just growing the RC community, but it's mm -hmm. now making a father son closer, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, man. And you and your, your family do this as well too. You, you include your family yeah. in your vlogs too, which I think is really cool. I yeah. kind of, um, have do that too. Like my wife, my children are very active in my, in in my life, so people that listen to me know who my family is. Uh, how does your family feel about all of this attention that they get now? Um, so they like it. Uh, mm -hmm. So what's crazy is I got to be careful, though, because I think I'm flooding my kids too much with RC. Oh. <laughs> like, well, one of them is like, what, so A number one air, the racetrack, uh, it's at a skate park. Now they're kind of at the point where they'd rather be skating. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I don't force them. I don't say, hey, you should race. Uh, and they, they're every once in a while, be like, oh, I'd rather race and do that. Like, I know that I, I grew up, my dad used to make me essentially make me go hunting and fishing every weekend. Okay. Uh, you, you will not see me go hunting and fishing on my own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like I just got burnt out and I don't want, I gotta be really careful with burning my kids out on RC. Um, they have fun and I, I like bringing along. My wife is now getting into it. Um, she, my wife really likes the social aspect. And now with, uh, the, you know, we have some followers, like she's always talking and hanging out with people and just building those relationships. There are some really genuine people in RC. It's, it's un incredible. Like you, you meet them and it's like, they're, you're, you're there. You've known them for your whole life and they're your best friends. And that's awesome. And that's hard to find. Oh, I agree. So many relationships, so many good people, mm -hmm. man, through this crazy thing. That's RC. Um, yeah. and it's good that your wife's liking it. I've been watching, I've watched some of your lives and she gets into it. So that's good, man. Like, yeah. I just see the numbers. And when I see the numbers like that, I just know what's happening. You know what I mean? So I kind of get all of this. 
Like, I, that's why I'm geeking out over all of this. I just know how much reach you're getting with this. And I can imagine when you double this and you got 100 and... Man, but talk, you got 150,000 uh, subs. And, right. you know, I just know how this how big this is for RC. Period, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not slowing down. I've got big plans. Like, we just picked up the RV mm-hmm. and a new truck. We plan on traveling. Um, I, so, I'm a, uh, I work in IT, so I can work remote anywhere. Okay. Uh, my company already knows that I'm going to be doing this. So, we're literally going to be traveling all around the nation, checking out tracks. And we're not just going to be going to big events. I right. want to, you know, I want to connect with everyone. That was one of my goals, even with On The Tone, was to do these smaller regional races. Because... These smaller regional races have a lot of people in there that need to be like, if, if we just go in there and talk about these large races and get them all hyped up, they're going to at least try one. Yes. Um, and then these big races get even bigger and it, it just, it grows from there. It just snowballs from there. Yeah. We need to show the regional races some love too. Um, I like to do that on our, on our tours across America. We stopped at smaller races and, and stuff like that. Stopped at Indy quite a, yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. You and JQ have that love-hate relationship. One minute you guys love each other, the next minute you hate each other. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I think you both, like I was telling you, I said, man, you got to get on his video because JQ's now saying what you're saying. We're getting the bashers in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you're saying exactly what Mark Santamaria has been saying all this time. And um, but I, I, think think we J- have a mu- I think we have a mutual respect for each other. Yes. Yes. At least I I have respect for him. Um, he he's doing a great thing. He's there's no arguing. He 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 probably could ar- be arguably the most knowledgeable person from a race car platform um, in the game. I mean, I, again, he's he's killing it. Um, there were like we've butted heads a little bit in the past. Um, he's butted heads a lot of bit with some of my friends. Oh yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. So, but I'm I'm not one of those guys who judges anybody based on a you know an episode that they've had with someone else. So I have a mutual relationship with uh, JQ. Like I, I respect him. Um, you should. Yeah, uh, he asked me. He asked me to be on his video a couple of times. And honestly, I, I I knew that I felt bad because at that time I was just recovering from uh, from COVID. I had okay. it. <laughs> All right. I was just recovering. I was trying to catch up. And during that time, I went a week and a half with no videos and it's stressful it's like oh, man I, I gotta catch up so i just didn't have the time um but yeah i think uh i mean like i said i have a, i have respect for jq i hope he has the same <laughs> I he, he does same for i me. think um i think once he listens to this he'll see it from what i'm in he'll see that we're all aiming for the same goal here you know what i mean yeah. we want to all get new people into rc racing because our race right. i think right i i kind of See, people say, oh, well, we had so many entries here and so many entries here. I said, I don't really count entries. I count bodies. And um, yep. I think we need to stop fooling ourselves entries and see that RC, RC can look, man. Here in the Dominican Republic where I live, RC's dead. Like, we don't race anymore. And that's... Really? Yeah, it's done, finished. No more off-road. Three track. We went from having three tracks and at least 30 people at a race, which don't sound like a lot, but, you know, for talking about a small... You know, not, yeah. not big her, but it's dead, completely gone. So RC can die for people, mm-hmm. and that would be sa- racing, and that would be sad to see. Absolutely. All right. Um. So you love all forms of RC. I'm similar. I love anything RC. If it's radio-controlled, I love it. What is your favorite so far? I think, oh, man, I can't. I'll say this. The one I, I can't do without, like, I mean, that's a tough one, dude. I, I can't do without racing. Like racing is just in my blood, and those are my like 
Right. That's, it's like, it's truly like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to turn back on family. I will always be a racer, but I can honestly say that there are some weekends that I'm like, man, I don't want to race. I'd rather just wrench on this Revo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I really like them all. I can say that um, it's really just between, I, I like doing like just hobby shop, like just hobby builds, mm-hmm. like rebuilding cars, um, just driving with the kids. To me, that that's the most fun to me. That The best thing ever is when all, both my kids are out there and we're all, you know, laughing and we can't stop laughing. We're, we're ripping back and forth. That's that's the best to me. Um, but I can't do without racing. Like it, that's a, that's a tough question, dude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. Well, here's a, here's another question similar. Uh, one genre of RC that you have not tried yet that you would like to drag racing, man. Oh, oh good. That leads it, right it's, into it's our gonna, next. It's topic. gonna happen too. It's gonna happen for sure. Did you? It's, uh, already, it's already in the works. Did you watch any of King of the Streets coverage from Vegas this past weekend? I mean, I, all I had to know was that it was an $18,000 grand prize. That's all I needed. <laughs> Dude, it was um, the the crowd. You know, this is kind of like, uh, like imagine like a, a, tra- a trailer uh, or crawler crowd. So everybody, they mm-hmm. have many vendors out there because this is such a big, like it's so many individual companies making little robots. You know, every little company is making things for the drag racing. Yeah. So they had such a great ambience, like just like a factory row with just people trying, you know, if all the products for sale, they had a podcaster the whole day. Dude, it's a different world. I did a, I did a vlog at an art, at an RC, big RC drag race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all these people are in this area in RC and none of them race. I know. Like to, well, that I'm is like, racing what for them. is this? This is exactly. I'm like, this is really like, I didn't, it, uh, obviously in my area, um, I, I'm, I get, it sounds bad, but I get around like everyone in, in this area usually will know who I am from an RC perspective. Mm-hmm. I went to this RC drag race in my area and maybe one or two people recognize me. And I was like, dude, I don't even know any of these people. Like these people are right. actually out there and they're competitive. I think it, it just, we just got to give them a little taste of our off-road racing and they're in. Well, we're getting we a lot should, of the off-road guys going over there too because it's money involved. And <laughs> right. maybe it rubs off on them. But man, I just thought it was such a great event. The atmosphere, like um, everybody was having fun. It was they, dude, like one guy red lighted and, but just, he just bumped his, like when he set his car down, he just bumped the throttle by mistake. And they're like, yeah, that's it. All that money, I was like, but that's rules. Like, that's how things, rules are rules. And that they had them, and it applied to everybody. So that guy didn't even get to make a run. He flew there or whatever, and I see, felt bad see, for so, him, but they do it off based on, at least they have rules, unlike off-road sometimes. But I thought it was so awesome, man. I watched it. Um, yes, there was some, I think we need to figure out maybe uh, how to make people go straight faster or something, because some guys are just doing donuts and stuff like that. Because it's very... We look at it from critical from a racer type of mood, but we also have mm-hmm. to understand this is like also a lot of bashers and, and people that are into this and love it because of the scale look and the tinkering part of it. Yep. And maybe they're not the best drivers out there either. So, And this stuff isn't that easy, apparently, to go straight. Uh, it, it isn't, apparently. So it's pretty that's cool. a that's a good way to grow the hobby too. If you go to an act, like the, obviously the real like the live the full scale drag racing huge huge community. Yes. Um, if you set up an RC drag race at those drag races, those actual drag races, and people see money getting thrown around like that, what? It only takes time. I know. <laughs> get in it. I mean, that's some serious like eighteen grand to first prize. That was that's nuts, dude. I know he um and he had to go through I think nine races to get to it and um. The guy who came Golly. second, 
apparently had pretty much a stock, you know, one of these associated DR10 kits. Yeah. And, he, you know, obviously put some mods on it and stuff in his own electronics, but it was pretty much just one of those kits, and he came second. But imagine the pressure those guys were on last race i can't imagine i can't imagine it i can that you know whenever i hear about the guy that won eighteen thousand, you're just like you that i thought about I mean, what about the guy who lost in that nothing, final it's <laughs> golly man and um i i just thought it was good for rc and i think uh we need to kind of get back to something like that what we do like that comes back to maybe like you said a pamphlet or something like that at these races mm -hmm. and so people that don't know they they can come in and say okay what's this Especially like yeah. Silver State. Imagine like at Silver State where if Joey actually waters the track. Sorry, I had to say that. Um, and keep the <laughs> dust on. Silver State would be so perfect for that. Like people just walk through, give them pamphlets. You never know. There's so many things so they can I, do. You brought up the water thing. I got to ask because I, I kept at, I was trying to figure it out. Like they watered at DNC like every five races or something like that. Right. Do they do it after a different race every round? No, they, they have a schedule. So each... Um, it's supposed to work out so each round gets uh, that track. You know what I mean? So each round yeah. of qualifying would get a water track, which would put them, or, you know, just, they try to oh, stack so everyone would get a wet track at yes, some point? Yes, at one point. Okay. Okay, so that's what that's basically what I was thinking. I was like, I hope they're not watering the same water, like watering after the same race every time, because that's that's not fair at I all. I hope not either. I didn't really pay attention, but they have to, because at Thunder Alley, if you don't, it becomes really abrasive. And it really wears the oh, really? tires, yeah. If it if it's run dry, so that was that was a, that was a cool race. I know it was cool. Um, it it was cool to be at Thunder Alley. Uh, I had some gripes about it, but I always have gripes about races. So, <laughs> uh, but I I thought I love DNC. Have you ever been to DNC? Yep, twice. Okay, okay so you've been, you have been. Okay. Yeah, it's um, and you know what's crazy about this one in particular? I feel like this one got a lot of exposure. Like we had. Almost three thousand people on Live RC. We I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, that was the there's very skilled drivers, but that was the least amount of skill out of DNC. Usually, you have guys from overseas. Mm -hmm. You have the Elliot Boots. You have Ronafog. You have all those guys come from overseas, and those guys are up there too. Like we were missing a lot of key drivers. Lutz wasn't there. A lot of key drivers. And it was that big. So I, I just could imagine like it, that race could have been so much better. Yeah. If all those big, big name drivers, there's so many people. Golly. Imagine if um, the guy who just won the world's um, Angaro, David, David Angaro. Yeah. Imagine if all like all those. They would have been there. They were there last year. Oh, man. So, but you know what? Speaking of views, <coughs> I bet you a lot of them came from your group, your followers, too. <laughs> See, that, that's how. <laughs> It got awkward for a while. Yeah. There were just people chatting with me and that. Now I, I guarantee you, Tyler and uh, Scotty were like, seriously, like they were asking me questions about their Jados and stuff. I, I was like, this, I isn't, this, but this isn't the platform to do it on. No, but, but that's what people don't understand. Questions. That's the reach. That's what the 55 K brings you. Like, and that's, that's money. Yeah. Like people don't understand that. That's, that's something that we just can't get like without that type of getting into that bashing crowd and, and getting those people in there and, and them seeing that. So we have to realize that as a race and, and we have to be more welcoming to these people when they come into racing. Right. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on this, on the podcast to tell you that, to tell your story, but also to show what good things you're doing and what you hear from these bashers. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. Um, I have just two more questions, and then we can let you go. I know you've been working all day. Uh, future of RC, what's your thoughts on it? 
I, racing, RC yeah. racing. RC racing. Okay, so the future of RC, that, I mean, that's not going to work. Um, I think that hopefully we, we start to really, like, now that, I mean, Keenan, you're, you're obviously a big influencer. Um, I think I'm making a little bit of impact in, in the racing world. Like, I hope that we can get, we, we get this message out to, to everyone that, again, the, the remember where the value is mm-hmm. um, and what the hobby needs. The hobby will die without these sportsman guys. Um, and I'm talking about racing. Uh, these guys are the ones that support the hobby. I think it's it's so backwards to me. Like, we put – they're great drivers, and they have so much skill. But, like, when it comes to, like, the value for manufacturers, the value are these sportsman drivers. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think um, the manufacturers know this. I, I hope that eventually they're going to, you know, really kind of start forcing – they're, they're big name drivers to be more social. And I, I think it will grow. Mm-hmm. It, it will die if we, if we just let it, if we just let it go and let these pro drivers be pro drivers. And then all we have is pro races. And it's actually proof. And I've heard um, on the West coast, like it, they only, they don't club race very often. And when they go, it's all really fast people, but that's not good. You need these, you need these guys that are still trying to just get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't let it get to that. Um, we, we need to bring more people. We need to do more events to bring more people in because it, people are leaving, um, and it's important that we bring bring more in that are leaving. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, mean, I, I think that I think we can. I don't think it's going to die. I, I I think we can make a change, and we can make it grow bigger. And even JQ, the fact that he did those um, he did those videos to talk about you know grow, growing the um, growing the hobby through bashers. Um, I mean that's great. And it's not for everybody. Um, I don't expect like a, a Ryan Styles Harris to do like bashing stuff. It's not for everybody. Right. Um, these guys, a lot of the guys, they just do it for for racing, and that's fine. But there are a select few, like myself, um, you. We can we can bring people into this thing, man. Right. And that I, I feel like I feel like that's my niche. I've now long, I, I still race, but I now long, no longer focus on trying to win and go really fast. Mm-hmm. I really focus on let's get some new people in. Let's help these people out. I, I like to introduce myself to people that are watching, like th- those kind of things. Like that's my niche, man, and I enjoy doing it. And I think that it adds a, a, almost the same amount of value as these pro guys who are, you know, doing these blistering laps that no one else can do. Well, here's the thing, dude. You, I look at it like this: you, you're the introduction to this. Mm-hmm. Then these guys will move on to these, like Ryan Styles Harris type videos, and then you know yep. all this type of stuff. And where JQ is going, science, complete science mode, and talking about. Mm-hmm. axle sweep and all this type of stuff where it just goes completely over my head. Then they get into that type of stuff, but they need, we need to get them there first. And that's where you are the, far, you are the introduction to that. I believe, you know what I mean? Honestly, I truly yeah, believe absolutely. that. And that, that's, that's what I want to be. And the thing that we have to remember is if someone comes in or, or someone brings in their, let's say they bring in their Revo. I keep using Revo cause that's my go-to car. They bring in a Revo, man, as, as racers, we can't, like, oh my God, he's got brought a Revo. Like, you know what I'm saying? We embrace it. Like, oh man, that's freaking awesome. Let him race like, it. You're too. Gonna, yeah, you're, you're gonna, you can race it. It's gonna be a little difficult. And this is why it's gonna be a little difficult. But man, I love that truck. Like, yeah. make them feel good because if, if we sit there and like, oh my God, you're gonna get crushed. Don't even put that thing on track. Yeah. They're never gonna wanna come back to the track. Or say, hey, I got $5,000 worth of RC stuff, or you need that to get started. Hey, and I, you know what's funny? And I, I had a conversation with someone on Facebook about that. That $5,000 car that you just built mm-hmm. in a year or so, that Revo is going to be worth more than that $5,000 Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so right. I was like, go, go ahead and bash them all you want, but they're, they're, exactly. there's there's a reason for all of them. All right. Well, the last question I have is future for you, man. Mark Santa Maria, you, you know this. There's going to come a time, I think, where you're going to have to make a decision at some point. Probably I think YouTube's going to become full-time for you at some point, the way you're going. Um, <sighs> what's the future for, for, for you looking like? Uh, so I so I have a my, my career. It's actually my career is doing really well too. I'm in IT. I'm a I'm a software manager. So uh, I don't want to slow on that. Again, I, I'm really scared that as soon as I make RC a full time thing, I'm scared that 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 passion might go away. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I, it it it's so much so that I don't think I, I don't know if I, it's it's going to have to take something really drastic for for me to do that. Um, but for me right now, I, you know, I'm going to continue doing what I do. I've, I've got bigger plans. Um, I want to continue to influence people. I want to continue to, to try out new stuff. Like I, I love the hobby. Like I said, I would, I would be doing all this even if I didn't have a camera. Um, but in regards to the full-time thing, man, that's, I don't know, man. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, it's a scary, it's a scary thought, right? Um, because you, you know, an RC and I'm sure JQ has felt this way also, um, it takes one one thing that can just that hurt you, yep. like right. Like it takes one person to do something really bad or or one bad altercation, and your your entire brand is is ruined. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like that in YouTube. Like I took a risk by doing that video talking about the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I lost some subscribers for that. I gained a few, but I lost some. And it's one of those it's one of those things where. Um, you, you take risks and you might take one that might take a hit. And when it's your livelihood, that's why these guys on YouTube were, were, were to me battling so much because it is their livelihood yes. and they're attacking each other. Um, and I don't, I, I want to be immune to that. Right. I want to be able to that. say if, you know, someone attacks me or something, because when you open yourself up, like I'm opening, I'll get attacked all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's crazy. Like I get, I get attacked all the time about, Oh man, you, you you know he didn't even make the pro. He's not even pro. You know he's not that fast. Those kind of things, or like I open myself to get attacked, and um, sometimes you need to step away. And I want that option. And mm-hmm. if it's full time, it's not an option. Understandable. That's understandable. So, uh, I truly understand that, especially when you do it full time, you start losing your passion. I mean, look at me. I don't need a yeah. race anymore. So, and I I loved it, but I will get back yeah. racing. Cool. Yeah, for real, man. All but right. There's some, like I said, there are some some of the, the big name drivers like I truly I remember because I've been doing it for a while. I remember when they first got in, how and just how enthusiastic and happy and how much they like to socialize and they were just happy to be at the races. Now they're nothing like that. I'm not going to name any names, but there are a few of them that are like that. It's just like nothing. They're they're there to win. That's it. Unfortunately, and it's crazy. So much pressure to to win contingency yeah. and all that type of stuff. Um, but you know what? Uh, other in other forms of racing, they have to they have to be under pressure and they have to be uh, friendly and helpful to fans and stuff too. So we can do the same thing in RC. Absolutely, cool. yeah, for sure. All right, so before we go, let's give your your, your channel a shout out for maybe some people, maybe the few the people that I, listen to me ramble on, they don't know your channel, but I'm sure they do. But you can check you out at Mark Santa Maria on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Yep. That's exactly. If you just Google, if you just go to, actually, if you Google, because Google owns YouTube, if you Google Mark, Santa, Maria, my last name is two different words, um, my YouTube channel will pop up. Yeah, just um, Mark, S-T-A, Maria. And yeah, he'll pop up. You'll see what he's doing. Go check out some of his SIC walkabouts and stuff. And 
man, he has a great following, and this is really important to going forward. I hope you guys listen to his message, and man, I hope we see each other at a race here soon too. Maybe Southern Nets. That would be a nice race to get back to. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be at a. I know. Hopefully, I see you at Southern Nets, but I'll be at a, a the Lone Star Nitro Challenge this weekend. That's where. I think uh, Tyler Jones and I think Jared Wiggins going to be there from the techno team. So I'm going to be doing a lot of racing. Um, and you, uh, man, you, good job on what you've been doing with uh, the No Name Podcast. Again, I was in that. I was in that podcast world. I know how hard it is. Yes, um, it's it's tough, man. I, people don't realize how hard it is. Like all this, like I appreciate everything you've done with the, uh, you know, the screen, all of the production you've done. You've you've gone. You've come such a long way. Even I even as soon as I got on, I said, "Dang, your camera is legit." <laughs> Um, you're killing it, man. And, uh, you know, that this part of the reason why you see so many podcasts kind of fall off is it's a lot of work. And that's, it's one of those things with, with on the tone. Like I love on the tone. I think it's fun, but the amount I, I, again, my deep inside, I know my niche is YouTube Mm -hmm. and getting new people in. Um, it's not so much like you you have this niche where you can, you know, bring the racers together, which is great. And um, no, yeah, you're, man, the it's, it's, you're the inter- you're the entryway, you're the gateway, man. The gateway drug, <laughs> the gateway drug. Yeah, I know it sounds bad, yeah, but it's I true. don't mind being it. That's 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 what I want to be. Yes. I mean, that's that's what my niche is. And uh, if uh, yeah, we need more. Yes, um, there's there's plenty of room. By no means am I trying to claim claim this domain. Like let's let's bring on more. Let's bring more people in. Sweet, awesome. Hey, do you want to say thank you to anybody before we sign off here? Dang, you're gonna do me like that? Yeah, man. Just say thank you to everybody. <laughs> I want to thank you, bud. Uh, thanks. I want to thank my wife also, man. She supports me a lot. She does a lot of my social media stuff. Obviously, all my sponsors: uh, Techno Proline, um, Protech, uh, PT Racing Oils, uh, Self Designs. You, you know how this works. I'm, I'm yes. trying to think of months. I forget them all the time. Dude. <laughs> I I don't know how like Mayfield and them remember. They they have like a big long list. I bet you they practice. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, we gotta end it now. I have some questions for you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm to I want to switch. All right, well, we'll yeah, let's sure. Let's go. All right, so this is gonna be an uh, opportunity for a shameless plug, but this is a, a true question. Um, elaborate on Mayako, a new car platform. I realize they're kind of they're uh, trying to change up how um, cars are, are like sold with mm-hmm. the support and things like that. Um, but a new car platform, who's driving it? Like, what's going on with that? Okay, so Mayako has hired JQ to design their car. They don't have any okay. cars right now. But Wally okay. is kind of heading up the charge of that. Wally from Wally Builds, uh, Nick Watlett. He builds mm-hmm. cars and stuff. He's in California. So he has, uh, like, a Wally Builds Mayako team. And they're kind of doing it like a membership type of vibe where you pay a membership and... They're like creating this whole community on Discord and all this type of stuff so people can... So basically, whenever you have an issue with your car, you just come in there and say, hey, I'm having this problem with my car. Can somebody... And somebody would help you in that Discord or whatever. And But you don't have to run the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do. You, you do have, have to run the car. The, car. <laughs> um, the Mayako car. And also, I believe they're going to have it where you can order it. It's going to be direct. So the cars are going to be sold directly from, from them, but the parts will be sold like through BTRC and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you can probably order your car how you want it to, I think, with different parts and, and setup and all that type of stuff. So basically, uh, the JQ brand as a car, the JQ brand as a, the JQ as a brand as a car cease, but we're still going to be JQ racing Mayako. And like Mayako will have its own team as well. So mm-hmm. think of it as like Yamaha 
for motocross with satellite teams. And yeah. I'm hoping that we like, like, and JQ racing will be media and stuff like that too. But more like, I want to try and get more young guys racing and trying to, I, I would like to see some way. My, one of my goals in RC has always been to see, uh, a pathway for to becoming a professional racer there really isn't one in rc in eight scale anyway and maybe this is a way to do it eventually you know maybe we almost we almost had it with uh the the rcgp i'm not gonna lie dude i thought that concept was was amazing it's not over um hopefully we have the race in in portugal in in june if COVID allows and they're still uh, they're still dedicated to finish off the series and even doing the two USA runs there later on this year, so we shall see. Well, where, wait, where are the two um, the RCGP in? If it's in the states, I'll be there. Well, it was supposed to be in El Paso, but next this month, but they canceled it due to COVID because right. the Europeans can't fly over. And then I think it's going to be East Coast, and they might just do two runs back to back for the pro guys to finish off the season. So yeah, I think the the concept. Uh, so I love F one racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the concept is awesome. Um, and then y'all, whoever's doing the, the production cuts, man, those are, oh, those yeah, the next are video dude. should drop her, um, this month, the third installment of the docu-series. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. So good stuff. Oh, uh, so I, I gotta, I, I want to close out with this. Okay. I want to thank, I want to thank all my, uh, all my subscribers who actually tuned in. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to plug you guys. I'm going to let everyone know that I've, I've been on here. Hopefully they've joined I in. I hope they um, do too. That'd be awesome. I hope we yeah, can do a live in, together too one day on your on your, we to- on your show. We totally do. On your we show. Totally, I, I need to make it as cool as yours though. Mine's not that cool. Oh man, stop it. <laughs> but I, I do I want to thank all my subscribers. That, like that's really they they like again, I would be doing this, but they really motivate me, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it that's really what's really kind of it's my fuel um to see all the people who support me. And you know, I get the haters, but I also get the the love and it it's it's just such an amazing feeling and I I wouldn't be doing any of this without them. So I want to thank all my subscribers out there and everyone who follows me. I appreciate it. And you know what I want to say to your subscribers? We need you to come race. Please come race with <laughs> us. Seriously. I'm asking, I'm begging you to come race with us. We need you. Yeah. So, so one of the things I want to do is I want to have, a, I want to grow my, you don't have a big on tone canopy. You've mm-hmm. seen it. Yes. I want to grow that. So if you're new, I'll, I want you to feel welcome to come right. pit with us. So you pit right in there with all the pros. You don't have to be out there, um, you know, trying to, trying to find your place, but man, I, I want to grow the hobby so bad, dude. I just, I love seeing new people in it. It's just, it's such a great feeling. Sweet. And we need it. Well, thank you for all your yeah. dedication, man. Thank you for your time. We finally got to do this. I appreciate it. It's been a great hey. chat. Um, Thanks a lot, man. Remember, everybody, follow him on YouTube and listen to what he's saying because he's bringing up very great points from a racer, from a racer prospect. All right, Mark, thank you for your time and talk to you later, dude. Thanks, Keenan. NNRC listeners, are you currently having trouble trying to get the power down to the ground? Well, don't you worry. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic has you covered for all your RC tire traction needs. Whether you race on carpet, concrete, dirt, loose, dry, slick, or high grip surfaces, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic cures for traction. Benefits of using Papa Willie's Tonic Traction is going to be more traction, long-lasting, light tire wear, sweet scent, clean application, fast-acting, fresh fill. Papa's Willie Traction Tonic is also safe on foam inserts and does not deteriorate tire glue. Find and follow Papa Willie's Traction Tonic on Facebook and
and Instagram. You could also visit them at www.papawillies.net. Use the promo code NNRC at checkout for 10% off. Prepare for victory with the one and only Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. So joining us this week is Connie Swenson, owner of House of RC, and he has some exciting news for us. We had him on earlier about five weeks ago to do a tutorial on House of RC 1.0. But uh, yeah, he has something new to announce, so he's here to talk about that in this quick tutorial. What's up, Connie? How are you? It's great. Thank you, Keenan, for having me back here. Yes, so yes. Should we just get right to it? I think so. Yeah. So last time we kind of talked a little bit about the overall uh, platform and we just released 1.0, right? Mm -hmm. So now I think we're in four or five weeks later. You asked me if there was going to be an app and I said, we're working on it. And the app was released uh, about a week ago. So uh, if you haven't downloaded uh, Android and iOS apps are out, uh, they have been very well received. I, I've seen a, a big uptake in both sus subscribers and usage on iOS and Android. Uh, it also um, starts to support push notifications. So you could get push notifications before uh, an event or race uh, and other type of private uh, messaging back and forth. So it will bring, bring a lot of more features that are only available on the mobile. Uh, but the, the web uh, version still works great. And I think really to, you know, get the whole experience, I, I still think it's best on, on a desktop computer. Um, I would agree. But if, yeah. I would agree. <laughs> but it's, it's always great to have an app, you know, just an icon on your home screen, click it and, and you're there. Because I also really want to let everybody know if you haven't seen that still, I mean, we have that great feed a news feed where we have the uh, Circus RC, Live RC, Red RC, and RC Car Action uh, approached us a, a couple of weeks after the 1.0 release and wanted to be there. I said, sure. Awesome. Uh, Circus RC, they updated their feed so they could have pictures in there as well. So Very good. I think that news feed in itself is a great start screen. And the other thing that we really want to push now is new subscribers, more users, because it's having more users will bring more value to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So we have had this contest now for a, a month where the uh, person that invites the most users and they sign up, uh, they will get free um, supporter subscriptions and support subscription is something that we it's kind of a patreon mm -hmm. i would say so it's a monthly fee that helps us develop this because it's it's not free it, it costs money with servers and all that so uh and for that you will get some extra features like uh, showing your facebook feeds uh youtube channel for example and also pick your own nickname Okay. So last month we had uh, Playman Petro and Shelling Ben. Uh, they won uh, both won a subscription. Okay. Yeah. So now this week, uh, this month we start over. Uh, so we have this going on for three months, and this month we have upped the kind of this price. Uh, so we're actually giving away an invisible speedbook by JQ. Uh, and I have one here as well. Yeah, look at that. Let's see if I have one here as well. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, 
everybody that got them have been really happy with them. So I think this is a great price and I hope that people uh, will take this on. We also made it much more simpler to invite people to the platform. Uh, at the top, there will be an uh, invite a friend button and you can see it here on the screen. Um, do you show the screen now actually? Because I think it's... No, we can add it to stream. There we go. Let's do that. Perfect. So now you see the same thing as I do. Mm -hmm. So we have the app announcement down here. We have the invisible speed um, book up here. You can click the invite friend button up here on the right hand corner. Uh, and when you do that, you have two options. You will either, uh, you know, enter email to your friend and type a little personal message and click send. And that will send an email to your friend. And when they click on the, the link in the email, we will register that as an invitation. Mm -hmm. But not everybody knows uh, the email of their friends or colleagues or racers. Uh, so something that is much more simpler now is just click that copy button. When you click that copy button, you will actually receive a personal unique uh, invitation link in your clipboard. Mm -hmm. Now you can write, send, um, you know, posts on Facebook, Instagram, any digital channel with that link. Anybody that clicks that link uh, will count as an invitation from you. So if you're smart, just go out there, you know, make a, you know, public announcement um, and, you know, in any channels. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody that signs up through that link will be counted as an e invitation from you. Mm -hmm. So, and that enters you um, to win the Invisible Speed book. Exactly. So March, uh, we will do this contest for the whole of March. Mm -hmm. uh, so first, at the last, we will um, crown a winner. So those are the two things, the app, download it, and Invisible Speed. Okay. Uh, quick question about uh, uh, becoming a supporter. Because I had this yeah. problem. Have you fixed that with uh, PayPal? Because I was trying to do it the other day and it wouldn't let me. No. So right now we're doing it through uh, Stripe. Uh, we will add PayPal at a later time. But we well working on that, so it, we will add PayPal. But right now it's Stripe. I know that some people have problems with it, and I can't really know why. Uh, but a lot of people have done it successfully. So we have a bunch of, of subscribers, and we really appreciate that because that helps us funding the development uh, of this platform. Um, so please, you know, subscribe and um, help us out. Yeah, get, your, will... get your information out here on H, uh, House of RC. It's important. Uh, I'm starting to use it now that I have it on the phone because it puts everything that I want to see right there first, right off the bat. So Perfect. it goes right through Circus RC, Live RC, everything now. So that's really cool. Yeah. Even my stuff gets up there. And um, yeah. yeah, I think we need to embrace this and we just need to keep pushing it. So invite your friends and you can win a book, an Invisible Speed book. Valued and at over a hundred bucks shipped actually. So Perfect. And I also want to highlight this resource button. And I, I you know, said that last time, anybody can add resources to this part of it. So if you want to share you know, a great YouTube video or any other thing that you think are something that um, a lot of people will be interested in, you know, um, it's, it, this is an open platform for anybody to, and people can like here and, and all that stuff. Uh, also, do you remember last time we were looking at the stats? Yes. So how do we have nitro or electric? After that, we got a lot of more signups. So we were about 
uh, a little bit more than 1,000 users before that. Now we're at 1,634. So if we bring up users here and then we look, oh, look at that power. So now we have electric 48% and nitro 42. What? So that is not correct. Has, yeah, that has changed. This so is something's have, happened. That's not real numbers. <laughs> it's fake numbers, right? <laughs> so, so something happened. Yes. So much more electric guys have signed up. No, the, that's the, good to see, though. Um, we know electric is super big and growing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Nitro is too far off. We've seen a lot of more uh, events that have signed up. Uh, so just lately, TNR Fuels, um, A-Mains at uh, CRC here uh, coming up in March. Um, also, we have the top 25 uh, with all the users there, the top drivers. Uh, we have the uh, stats from DNC in here as well, so you can look that up. Sweet. But I wanted to focus the rest of this show on your personal profile, because this is the first thing you should do when you sign up. You should build your profile. Uh, and, and that is really your window or people's view of you as a RC um, fanatic. And I want to bring up one guy here that signed up today. And his name is Alexander Hogberg. And I don't know if... Uh, all of you are know who Alexander is. Uh, he's a two-time world champion and eight-time uh, European champion. And he's, uh, his specialties are in uh, on-road uh, one-tenth and one-twelfth. So, and he um, rides for X-Ray. So this is him. I, I, I know he has a, lot, a big following. Um, so this was cool. I just saw him actually sign up today. I didn't know about it. So I thought this is a perfect example of how to build a profile. And he did this all without me giving him, him any directions. Uh, and he said, you know, I, I did this in 10 minutes and it was dead easy. Mm -hmm. So first of all, uh, he added, you know, uh, both his age and that he's male. So he's 31 years old. I didn't know that. So mm -hmm. now we know <laughs> he's a professional. He's, uh, and we'll get back to that. Actually, he's working for uh, X-Ray and Hoodie. Uh, he added two cars to his RC collection, the T4, uh, 21st uh, edition, and an X12. And the thing here is that the X12 was not in the product directory, so he added that himself. <laughs> and uh, so he, he got that right away. And, and that's the beauty of an open platform. If, if there is a product that is not in there, you can add it yourself. Uh, anybody can do that. And when you click on a car, you will see his paints. So this is a car of his personal, um, a picture of his personal car, right? And here we have the one tenth. I, I think it one tenth touring car looks pretty rad. Yes, it does. Nice car. I would love to do that. Um, so so he's done that. So that's kind of you need to add your you know RC stuff here, and it's not just cars. You can have your helicopters, drones, you know your radio equipment, motor engines, everything. Uh, I've seen people add like 30, 30 things here. So really, yes. you know, <laughs> and he did this in, in one day. Like he signed up today and did this in, in one, one day. day. He did this in ten minutes. Actually, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, that is quick. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so here's all his interests. You know, he's good at creating content, organizing and administrating. Uh, and that is pr pretty funny because Alexander is really professional and structured. So that wasn't surprising to me at all that he added that as a skill. 
then he added some uh, resources to his uh, profile, like um, some ESC settings explained, uh, the herd arena here. We also added uh, the YouTube feed out here on the right-hand side. So it's actually picking all his the five latest YouTube videos from his channels. Uh, and also, uh, right now, for some reason, his Facebook posts are not showing up. Uh, mm -hmm. Did that, you know, just a couple of seconds before we did this. Okay, that's interesting. But the YouTube and Facebook posts are only for subscribers. I actually added them to um, uh, Alexander's profile because he's such a nice guy. So I wanted to do that. Right, right. I get it. And then something that I really tried to uh, ask a lot of drivers after DNC, you know, everybody's sharing their setup sheets on Facebook. And what happens? In a week, they're gone. They're in like in Facebook black hole. It's impossible to find them. Um, so really, here's a great, you, the, the profile is a way where you can bring in all your content, RC content in one place. So you can still, you know, uh, post your YouTube videos, you do your Facebook posts, but then bring it all in one place uh, for your fans or your friends to, to check out. So here we can now find the setups. Here are some basic uh, carpet asphalt uh, setups he has. If I click on this, um, it actually opens up a, oh, it opens in another window so you can see it, but it opens the PDF mm -hmm. for his setup sheet. And he, if you have done this for a event, for example, you can map it to a to an event or a specific track, gotcha. which means that if you're going to a track, you can, you know, look it up in House of RC and you can see everybody's setup sheets at that track. Even if it's not the car you have, you can still get some, hints at, you know, what tires work and, and how, how you set up your, your you know, shocks and all that. Um, and then lastly, we get down here in the right-hand side on the network. So he's adding the different organizations that he works for. So now we know that he works for X-Ray, Hobbywing, and Hoodie. So he's actually working for them as companies and they are his, they're his sponsors as well. He's a member of SBF which is the Swedish uh, Radio Control Federation for, for um, Radio Control Cars and EFRA. Uh, and then he has, is friends with uh, David Ronnefolk, and then there's a guy called Keenan White here. Who's that? That would be me. <laughs> How do I know uh, That would guy? be you. <laughs> um, so, very cool. And he did this in, it's so quickly. If people just come and put 10 minutes of thought into it, you can do something like this. Yeah, and because we don't want to kind of put everything on the profile page because it could get, I mean, if you would show 30 products in the RC collection, we only show the top five. So if you look here at network, it says 14 here, meaning he has 14 um, connections in his networks and relationships. Okay. So you can click on network and now you will get all of them actually. And this is another thing he also added Monaco RC, and that's a partnership. Uh, and he's actually involved in a lot of different companies. Um, so that's cool to see. Um, so he's really, you know, using uh, all the features in here. Uh, it's just too bad the Facebook post didn't show up, but mm -hmm. that's fine. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, you, you don't... Everybody doesn't have their own YouTube channel. Um, and for the Facebook 
thing to work, you have to have a Facebook page uh, or, or a business page. So you can't have a personal page showing up there. Uh, so most, I know, racers that have kind of a separate account for, for their race profile, that is perfect to add here. Awesome. Um, Good stuff. So, yeah, I think that is really uh, what I wanted to talk about today, the contest. So, you know, invite your friends and have a chance to win the Invisible Speedbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, download the app if you have Android or iOS, both works great. And then, you know, set up your fo- profile, add all your products and everything. And we really have a really exciting roadmap of new features that we will roll out in a, you know, we will roll out new features on a weekly basis. Awesome. Um, so that, that, that's, there's a lot of nice things coming along. And become a supporter. It's like five bucks a month. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm waiting for you to fix it, Connie, so I can pay you. So, yes, I know. Um, I'll let you know as soon as, as PayPal is up. Uh, you know, so I would, you know, suggest still, you know, try it out with Stripe. Uh, most uh, it also works with Google um, Pay or, or Apple Pay as well. Okay. Um, and, and any credit card should work. Sometimes it doesn't. And um, also, we will add a lot more really nice premium features in the future. So, um, you you will really get something for those five bucks. Right now, it's you get some extra features, but it's really to support this initiative and 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 you know that you want this to uh, exist in the world and be continuously developed. Um, Sweet, awesome, Connie. I know there's a lot of work going into this. It's good to see people signing up. Please, people, if you haven't signed up, the link is in the written description of this podcast. It takes ten minutes to just do this and it doesn't matter what genre of rc you're into this is for anything that is rc related so please go sign up at houseofrc.com connie thank you for your time and thank you for your dedication and work to providing this awesome platform for us racers and thank you for having me here keen and keep up the good work with your podcast thank you bye-bye bye so that draws a conclusion to the podcast this week. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to Mark Santa Maria for his time. If you guys haven't, please go check him out on YouTube. His channel is growing immensely and he's doing good things in RC. So let's try and push him and also let's listen to his message about what he's saying about getting bashers into RC. So that looks pretty cool. I'm excited to see what happens with that as he gains more reach and gains more following. Hopefully this grows RC. We need to be hitting Getting into ra- getting people into racing on all cylinders and all all ways we can. Sorry, someone just drove across really loud music. Uh, thank you to Max for coming on and spending some time with us and answering your questions. Lots of good questions this week, guys. Thank you for that. Thank you to Beach RC for sponsoring that. Thank you to Connie for coming on and doing his House of RC tutorial. Remember, guys, go to House of RC, fill out your paperwork, and hey, join a, a community that is. Uh, Growing by the day, you know, everything RC under one roof. So check it out, House of RC, get the app, you'll be good. And hey, we've got a live, uh, probably as this recording, as you received this podcast, we would have had the live the last night. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, we'll be doing a lot more of the live shows, hopefully. And hopefully we get to some racing here soon too. So uh, maybe PNB is possible, maybe Silver State, or maybe... Maybe the Nationals. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sorry, somebody's just like hammering or something up above her as I'm just trying to wrap this up. So with that said, I want to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you guys for all your time. It's greatly appreciated. We can't do this without you guys. 
all the support around the world from the, from the No Name RC podcast squad. Thank you guys. Thank you to all the patrons on Patreon that support us without you guys. We can't do this. Your your funds keep these bills paid, help us get new equipment, and will help us be, travel here in a little bit. So thank you to all the patrons of the podcast. If you wish to become a patron, the link for that is in the written description of this podcast. Check it out. Five bucks a month. That's how much it costs to help keep this podcast going. Shout out to all of the awesome sponsors of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys either. Uh, hopefully these sponsors will help us get to races as well. It's all, it all helps. It keeps this office going. It keeps the podcast going. So it's all one big symbiont, symbiont movement. I don't know. I'm going into Spider-Man stuff here. So thank you to Mayako first off the bat. They are the title sponsor of the podcast. So shout out to Mayako. Look, really looking forward to what they come out with. Uh, eight scale wise, Joseph still hasn't shown me what he's got. He's in Spain testing. I haven't seen anything yet. Thank you to TNR Fuels, man. I really like Chris Nelson, what he's doing. Have fun. Everybody that's going to the TNR A-Main Challenge at Sun City RC Raceway, who is another sponsor of the podcast. So shout out to Sun City RC Raceway. Shout out to Techno RC. Beach RC. Man, go check out that affiliate link in the, in the written description and check them out. Also check out Techno. Watch for Techno this week. I think they're going to have good results at the, at the Lone Star Race. Also, shout out to manscaped.com. Don't forget to use that promo code. Hit up manscaped.com and save yourself some money. Papa Willis, Traction Tonic. Been a long time support of the podcast. We are going to have him on here to talk about his stuff. He did, was busy this week. But thank you to Scooter. Remember, there's a, a discount code for that as well. Racecraft USA. Boom. Thank you for the hat. Hopefully, when they get some big boy shirts, or when I lose some weight, I'll get one. And I'm looking forward to just getting out there and Hanging out with the racecraft guy, excuse me. They uh, know how to have fun. Shout out to Wally Build, show Wally some love. House of RC, of course, RCGP, RCMX, and I think JQ Threads, that's it. And thank you to just everybody that supports the podcast, man. It's We guys, you know, we can't do it without you. And I'm enjoying this, man, bringing you guys content. And hopefully I'll be getting out doing some RC soon. So I'll be doing some video of that as well. Um, keep those questions coming. Keep the interest going. Share this podcast. Let's help this go viral. And remember, showing the sponsors some love. Share the podcast some love. Uh, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. You know what that is. It means lefty out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and Patron only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but eBuggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.
so bad. <laughs> 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 